Hello, hello there. Welcome to Midnight MMA, episode number 10. Yours truly, Manny G, here to talk to you about the week that was in mixed martial arts. Of course, UFC 286. We'll talk about... There was also some PFL action last week. Cage Warriors, Invicta. I mean, you're here to talk about UFC 286. We're going to give you the fallout from that. What's next for Usman? Edwards defends his title and so forth. We'll talk some headlines. Of course, if you can see by the thumbnail, we are going to discuss the situation surrounding the world of Mr. Molina. And I'm not just talking about the drama around his personal life. People seem to forget he was suspended by, you know, uh, I think uh, the gaming commission. UFCs distance themselves from him in regards to the fallout from James Krause. So there's a lot to talk about there. We'll discuss that. And for those who are worried about us, you know, jumping into the the bandwagon of people that are just roasting Molina, that's not what this segment will be about. I, I, I can only imagine what this dude's going through. Um, a lot of people to shout out today. There's some special people that I want to mention here. Uh, those that are in and around the space. Uh, I want to start with Monique Yip. We're going to talk about her. Kind of a new addition to our our team here we'll be collaborating on some projects she still has some stuff going on her own and she's also part of some other stuff which is great but i do want to shout out some people today that are awesome some people who've had me on their shows recently got to shout out these people as well along with some recent new i guess loyalists uh people like saba i'll bring that name up a few times saba is an awesome dude he follows our channel he comments from time to time but he's a uh, he's located in belgium has a sharp, sharp mind. If you could follow him and kind of listen to what he says on the socials, dude's really sharp. Gets a lot of stuff right when it comes to mixed martial arts. Um, so we'll talk about some of those people. New subscribers. If you've been a new subscriber to our newsletter, I want to talk about those people in detail. I don't have their names, but I'll mention you by email um, and not giving out your full email. Of course, I'll use your email sort of as a uh, username reference, but the people that have been subscribing, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> dirty dirty river comes in here dirty river fish 1990 and writes in who's got better head movement fiziev or molina you just had to right it was just like a soft layup we have to laugh at some of this i think at the end of the day even though we're going to be sensitive to mr molina's life and we'll talk about some of that um he is a he's just a man he's just a man and he got caught in a situation that was a, a little embarrassing well, I, th I think embarrassing might be the wrong word. It was unfortunate his personal life was laid out this way. And if I can break this into like like three parts, I'll talk about Molina in parts. I do want to attack this headline first, the idea that he was caught on video, um, more or less giving oral sex to a man. There's no other way to put it, right? Okay, so this comes out. It wasn't on purpose. Super embarrassing. You know, you're a man fighting in the UFC. This is what most common people would not look at as a manly action. <laughs> is that fair to say? So there's this dynamic, which is like people trying to come to grips with like, well, he's fighting people in the octagon. He's on a winning streak. He is a good UFC fighter and he's gay too. Yeah. Believe it or not, everyone. Yes. You, you can be homosexual in your personal sexual uh, preferences and still be the baddest motherfucker ever in a sport, football, basketball, baseball, and now we've seen it in fighting. Let's 
let's look at that dynamic and let's all pick up the baton and learn from this. And there these stereotypes that we've all been raised with that you're a man only if you're nailing women and and you're tough. I mean, redefining that role a lot now. I grew up thinking a man was a provider, loved his kids, wanted to interact with his family. This was the best of men's, the men that I thought of as role models, you know, um, outgoing, talkative, friendly people that every, you know, my stepfather was not an outgoing, talkative guy, but he was very well respected. He was very humble. He was, he was a nice guy, quality person. What I would define as a really good role model, good father. It's all moving around, right? The lines have moved around. Oh, here we go, my man. I got to give a shout out here to BC Dave. He's one of the people that I want to talk about tonight. So now would be a good time. BC Dave is a Canadian brother. He lives north of the border and he runs a group. Matter of fact, can I give that group a shout out right now? It's, it's that time. If you are a member of BC Dave's group, right? This guy's got the best group. Well, him and MMA holes, right? They're one and two. <laughs> But he runs a tapology group. And if you're not familiar with what this is, I'm going to give it a shout out right now. This way you can hit him with a request to join. This is all free stuff. This is all just free and fun. But I will say this. It is fun with a twist. There's some competing here. There's some bragging rights. And if you win, it's like you're the one walking around town with those. Like, Remember that episode of South Park when stan was it stan's dad walking around with like inflated balls because he was injecting them with something and i don't know had testicular cancer well you don't want the cancer in your balls but you're walking around with a heavy set after you win a week over here let me pull up the scarino this way you guys can see what i'm looking at and this way there is no there is no issues with not understanding what i'm talking about here it is okay so you've got here bc dave's group BC underscore Dave, right? Pretty straightforward. Find this dude on Tapology. Send him a request to join this group. I'm going to warn you. This is a lethal group. This is Murder's Row. If you're looking to win and you want a pat on the back and you want a, you know, a little hand-me-out medal, do not join this group because you're, you're, it's hard. It's hard to win here. Been here like a year, one maybe once, and it's just tough. Okay, now, this guy this past week, Drum. Drama Kane, he won. He's on top, as you can see, got 725 points. I mean, that is impressive any week. You see us down here, top 10. I mean, something we can go home at least with a some level of respect. We got a few fights wrong, obviously, right? Whereas Mr. Drama Kane got it right. But BC Dave runs this. Send him a request right here. Also want to give a special uh, thanks to BC Dave and Ronj over at Capra Comparison Picks. If you can check out Capper Comparison Picks, he's got a lot of followers, actually. There are a lot of subscribers. It's just like it sounds. Capper Comparison Picks. It's like a bluish logo. It's run by an Asian dude I love. His name is Ranj. He had me on his show last week. Always a pleasure. I'm going to try to join them whenever I can. Him and BC Dave. We pretty much just get hammered, talk the entire card. And by the end of the show, we're saying a bunch of belligerent things that are probably way not politically correct. But it's all in good jest. It's all fun and games. My brother, BC Dave. Thank you, my friend. My brother from north of the border. <laughs> oh, you're absolutely welcome, David. You're absolutely welcome. It always is a pleasure. Like, you know, all bullshit aside, all bullshit aside, you know, these are like my, you know, comrades, right? These are your, your comrades in the community. These are guys that no matter 
what has happened to me. I, I took a break from the space for a while, had to deal with a bunch of stuff, um, you know, family life, it, and, you know, things happened, but I also wanted to regroup and come back with something fresh this year. Um, and don't you know, it was guys like BC Dave and guys like Ron, she would just send me that message from time to time, like, how are you? Or when I returned, it was like, hey, dude, you, you felt that sincerity. So thank you, David. I appreciate that very much, dude. And we'll do more shows and have a lot of fun. Missed some comments here, but let me get back to Dark. Dark Matters, New Zealand. Chur, ooh, uh, e, uh, what I have stumbled among here. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Dark Matter, this is every Sunday night, and we mix it up. This is a review of last week in Mixed Martial Arts. We'll talk about Invicta for a second, a blip. We'll talk about PFL Week 8. We'll talk about Cage Warriors 150. We'll, of course, review 86, 286 in detail. And we'll peel back all the layers of our tip sheet. We'll talk about how you can access our tip sheet. All of that's free. And we ended up with plus 5.09 units. So that's pretty awesome. We'll talk about that along the way. Forgive me. This is going to be like a shout outs episode. A lot of people that I want to thank. Uh, I mentioned BC Dave up and, and Saba off the top of the hour, but I'll be talking more about them throughout the show. These are just people. You know what happened to me? I had a few people this past week or two reach out to me and say, hey, how, how do you get this going? Or, or can I get your assistance? Or I want to collaborate with you. And that's a new thing. I haven't really had many people do that. Um, and so it's flattering. It's great. But I also want to treat those relationships, some of them as mentorships, meaning whatever I can do to help them. I'm not trying to steal their thunder or, hey, come work for my sister, my, my, my channel. Uh, no, you know, create your own brand, create your own identity. If I can be a help in that area. Uh, and if you're hearing this right now and you're one of those people, DM me. I'm very open to telling people whatever I've got going on, whatever tools I use. I found a bunch of free tools that are out there. I'm happy to share them. Uh, some of them work. Some of them do not work. I think the last eight UFC events were seven positive cards, only one losing card. It's currently working for us. All that said, you're only just one bad card away from falling on your face. right? But if you are one of those people, we are trying to do the best we can to help a mentor. Um, and we'll talk about some of those people that we're actually going to be working with now. There's some new relationships we've created and some new partnerships. And we're going to we'll mention some of those things, along with some exciting news that I I feel the need to finally announce to you guys something about our coverage that'll be growing. Um, so BZ Dave right here, right here. So I got a I got a three robbery night. It's just me, or is the UFC starting to look like WWE? So Dave, you're mentioning something that um it, it's a conver it's a conversation everyone's having now. It is what we're seeing some level of a script. And I'm gonna give you a specific example that we can all reference and we'll all agree on. The Shevchenko fight two feels like two weeks ago now. Last week, okay, uh, was it two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago. Jeez, I'm losing my mind. Grasso wins the fight. Okay, I'm not talking about any controversy there. I'm talking about that was the night when the when the referees were standing people up like like you cannot stay on the ground very long. We had multiple situations, more more than one ref that was like forcing people to get up, or situations where people that were in the clinch. And the referee's like, you gotta stay busy. It's like, dude, dude they just got there. Um, so that fight, Shevchenko was forced to stand up. And of course, we know that she makes the critical error on the feet, whereas she had some position control. This is something that needs to be considered. You talk about like, like script. People think the script is like, oh, you're telling me they're being told at round two to take a dive. No, no. What I'm saying is there's factors impacting the fight referees are being instructed certain things there's certain factors that lend towards a fight that might end up having fixed tendency tendencies wwe like tendencies 
you know, like even though that's scripted, there's still wiggle room. It's like, don't you have a script that's an actor? And don't you have some wiggle room? This 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 could be the case in some of these fights. It definitely appears as if it smells. It stinks, BC Dave. Some of it smells a little bit. You take all that, all that speculation I just handed to you, right? Referees. There's a lot going on there. But how about we just add on one layer of fat? The fucking judges. You get them involved with anything, the word variance doesn't even doesn't cover this shit. Okay? The word variance is not appropriate. You know what I'm saying? In any event, yeah, guys, follow BC Dave, BC underscore Dave UFC right there. Send him a request to join that, that chat. It's a lot. I mean, that chat, that group's a lot of fun. My man, Dark Matters, sup, MMA, Fight Club, yes, sir. What's up, dude? From New Zealand. At some point, we probably have Saba in here from Belgium. He'll he'll pull it up on his cellular. 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 <laughs> My man, Dark Matters, giving some love to BC Dave. Yes, of course, dude. Like th this is a this is a friend zone. You're in a circle of trust. I only warn you if you're going to join this group of killers. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you if you're gonna join this group of killers, just do not come in here with sensitive feelings. Put the knife down. It's okay if you don't finish first. It's hard to finish first in that league. You'll find out real quick how sharp some people are, like Saba, fucking Saba. He won like three weeks ago. Then next week after that, got second place. I mean, I mean, shh, come on, dude, shop is shop as hell. We do get canceled every Friday, BC Dave. Cancel culture is looking down on us and saying, "How dare you guys?" Fuck it, it's boys' night. If you want politically correct mixed martial arts talk on Friday nights, do not come and join us. Stay away. Nice, dark matters. It's five eleven p.m. Monday. Wow, it's already that time on Monday. So Dark Matters, it is 12.17 a.m. here on, on Monday morning, right? Sunday, very late night. Tell all your people out there, dude, it's a good time for them to tune in. We got If they go on YouTube and search, you know, live MMA show, we got you right here. Uh, we're ahead of the game. Most shows don't air until, what, Monday, Tuesday with their recaps of 286. We got you covered. We'll also talk a little bit about next weekend. We'll talk about some hot button topics like Conor McGregor and his USADA thing, which is really funny. Some more Molina, Molina discussion. We'll touch upon that. And of course, Edwards. Um, those would be some of the topics we'll be talking about tonight. We do not have any guests coming through tonight. I apologize. It's it's not that I don't want to have live guests. There's two big factors. Obviously, it's a very late night, inconvenient time. But we've been so busy with some other shows and other development that uh, it's okay for me if I could do this show solo without having any guests. But uh, I'll promise you that we'll have some more guests coming up in the near future. And a matter of fact, we've got a ton of uh, athletes, interviews on the horizon. Speaking of which, the Jennifer Maya interview, we're feeling even more excited about that. We interviewed her a few weeks ago. That interview is available on our, our channel. And, of course, she wins. Good for her. Very, very well done. A few more comments here, and then let me get back to what our discussion is. So BC Dave writes in here, between you and I, refs, judges, and Sean Shelby feeding lambs to the wolves, this is getting bad. So that's what's interesting too, BC Dave, is I wonder about, like, I feel like they do line up fights for it to be a win. 
I thought the UFC was setting up Juliana Miller to win this fight. And quite frankly, after that fight was over, I think Shelby and those guys were like, fuck. And you know Hardy was like, ha, 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 because he's got a relationship that's a little rocky with the UFC. UFC was like, oh, you want to you wanna send in your, your damsel in distress? You want to send her in here? She wants back in? Oh, bring her on. We got Juliana Miller for her. And then, which is, I, I got to tell you guys this real quickly. You go on socials, Juliana Miller posted a video of herself during the photo shoots, right? The day before, whatever. She's all in her, her, her Venom attire. She's got gloves on. And she throws like a combination and like a flying knee and a kick or two. And I'm like, wow, her striking looks absolutely awful. Did I forget how awful it was? Hmm. And I kind of ho-hummed it away. Mind you, I did set a $50 bet on uh, Hardy, his wife, to win by decision. That was plus 600. Wish I put more. But yeah, I think, Dave, they set that fight up to go ahead and give the win to Miller. And next thing you know, shit blows up in their face. Probably were pissed. Dana, man. Dana's on a tear, too. Dana is... You know when the movies, the the evil, whatever they're chasing or trying to defeat the evil character in the Superman movie or whatever movie you're looking at, and the character grows in strength and gets stronger and stronger at some point. It's kind of Dana. Like he deflected the, the slapping thing with the wife. Got rid of that. The Nganu thing, just boom. Never going to fight for us again. Never, ever, ever. We know we should never say never. He says it. And then this week, post-fight press conference, he says, well, I set the company up this way, you know, so we don't have any issues with, with titles getting held up and stuff. Basically, when being asked about Marab, other fighters, he's like, no, no, I set this thing up so that we don't have those issues like boxing. Okay. Oh, the question is about boxing. They asked him about, does he, what are his sentiments on the recent boxing drama with them not being able to come to terms on with the fights, right? He's like, yeah, we don't have that here. We, we don't have that issue here. And uh, yeah, I set the company I set the company up this way. So I kind of laughed. I was like, Yo, Dana is at full, full force. No issues. Kareem writes in here, Kareem El Bello. El Bello. Is M.A. Prodigy your son? He sounds like you partly. <laughs> I never even uh, heard of that, dude. I'll have to check him out. What I have heard, and it's really awkward when you hear it, and now I'm trying to speak more clearly. Go listen to Anthony Smith. Go listen to Anthony Smith. Matter of fact, how about I pull up? <laughs> um, how about I pull up a few lines here from Anthony Smith, and you're going to. It's crazy. It's a, I, when I heard it, I was like, huh? I was because someone told me about it and I found myself like completely shocked, shocked. I'm trying to find something that's not going to get me in some copyright trouble, though. Here it is. Yeah, this is hilarious. Let's see if I can pull up this short for you guys and I won't get in much trouble. So, yeah, who do you sound like? We're doing that segment. I have to admit to you, I have gone ahead and tried to reach out to Anthony Smith. Maybe I need to 
be more persistent is that would that be the right way to put it they need to be more persistent because if we spoke to each other it's damn near hilarious so i'm gonna put the volume up here for a second and having heard me just talk now for however long you've heard me talk listen to anthony smith and just yeah she said, oh, you know, we got some breaking news. Right then, they came in my ear and said, Dana just announced that Jamal Hill is going to fight Glover for the title. And then it came out of her mouth, too. So I heard it five seconds before. They were trying to give me a heads up, but that was as much of a heads up as they could have given me. It's just how things have been going lately. You know, I just keep What do you guys think? <laughs> is, is it similar? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, holy shit. Um, holy shit. Sounds very similar. A big fan of Anthony Smith. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Need to find a way to get him, like I said, uh, at some point. Maybe do an interview with him or something of that nature. So let's go quickly to our rundown tonight. What are we talking about? Well, number one, today's episode is brought to you by FightTube. That's fighttube.org, your source for MMA, mixed content, library content, make your life easier. Stop searching the web for your videos. They got you covered. That fight will be that website will be launching soon. It was supposed to be early spring. They got tied up in development. They're going to have it done. They're sponsoring today's episode. Thank you. That's fighttube.org. Number two, I cannot emphasize enough. This is going to be like a public service announcement. Take it that way. Trust me. What I'm going to tell you is one of the most important things you can do this week in adding to your MMA repertoire. This is an important lesson. This is this is like urgent. Okay, Everyone get their ears open. If you're watching this on the YouTube, I'm going to post a ticker here for you. Subscribing to our newsletter, which is free, is absolutely imperative. By doing this, you do several things. Number one, you pretty much are guaranteed now to have full access to all these different tools that are gonna help you study, research, compare notes, whatever you are, a capper, casual, media member, let us save you time. Our research is definitive, imperative, lucrative, and it's covering all aspects. We've got now seven of the last eight UFC cards, positive winners. This past weekend, we were plus 5.09 units. This past weekend, we had people on our card that we chose outright, for example, like Jennifer Meyer, like Gabriel Santos, who kind of like he beat Murphy, like the Israeli kid, Yano Ajmov. We had him picked. So join our newsletter. It's free. And a matter of fact, don't even join. Go check it out for free. If you go to mmafightclub.substack, Go to that link. You can access all of our newsletter content for free without even subscribing. How about them apples? Now, if you want to get down with the team, you know, you want to be down with the cause, subscribe. That's free. Enter your email. Hit subscribe. Makes me happy. Makes our editors happy. And gives you access to a plethora of tools, our write-ups, our tip sheets. The nice thing about our tip sheets, we update them. They're tracked on our newsletter. In essence, here's our way of tracking all of our activity. There's some websites you could do that, but I, you know, I concern myself with the integrity of maybe some of the actions on those websites without naming the website's name. I'm not naming anyone. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just saying, with us, you get a full tip sheet every week. Prop bets, parlays, specials, individual bets. Proud to say this past weekend in UFC 286, we had four individual bets. We hit three of the four. The one we didn't hit was the Gabriel Santos fight. How about that? Cash me outside. So yeah, subscribe to our newsletter, mafightclub.substack.com. Substack has an app. Download the app to your phone. 
don't have to look even look at your emails. The the app gets your note, you get the notification on your phone. Open that recent write up, check it. For this week, the week coming up, the week of the twentieth of March, our readers will receive at least two email notifications, two write ups. They'll receive one obviously for UFC Fight Night Vera versus Sanhagen. Boom, that full write up will have a full tip sheet, detailed notes, each of the middle fight breakdown, video links, links to our Google Drive, tons of resources. And of course, a reminder, it's all available via podcast. So if you're a person who's on the go, don't want to fiddle around your phone with the YouTube thing, play button, and you want to, you know, maybe you want to do something else on your phone while listening. Look us up wherever you get your podcast. MMA Fight Club. Just look for the yellow and black logo. That's us. Subscribe. Maybe even give us a rating. That would be very, very awesome. All right. Deep breaths. Um, so also for our subscribers this week, along with getting the email notification, the whole packet for UFC Fight Night Variable San Hagen, they'll receive the same exact thing for the PFL Europe card. For Cage Warriors, which is also coming up on Friday, you got PFL on Saturday. For Cage Warriors, we're probably going to do like a light review, two, three fights, and then I'll just be sent out last minute on Friday for those who want to get some dipping and dabbling on Friday night. Now... Without further ado, let's talk about UFC 286. We're going to go over the full fight card, the results. We're going to talk about the betting implications. How are we impacted? It seems to be the consensus across the market was that this was a bad one for most people. A lot of people ended up getting their ass, as Uncle Wheezy would say, a little bit of shaving done, a little bit of shaving. But you know what? A small little shave job every now and then is not so bad. The hair grows back. You know what I'm saying? The hair grows back. We're going to go over here and pick up where our Excel sheet's at. Oh, I already archived it. Hear me just kind of flex for a second. On our Google Drive, like the resources there are sick. I'm looking at our archive folder. Our archive folder just has maybe 30 cards there, 30 prior cards of all of our coverage, our breakdowns, our notes. Impressive. So for UFC 286, I'm in the archive now on the Google Drive. I see UFC 286. As a matter of fact, maybe I should share this with you guys. Huh? Maybe you should see what I am talking about so you're not in the dark. Let me share the screen here. I'm going to pull up what I'm seeing on the Google Drive here. And this link for what you're seeing here, let me pull it out to, let me go to like uh myself to the stream i can go full screen layout all right whatever this is what you will see that link is down below if you go here to our google drive what you're going to find is the resources i'm talking about the tools the all the stuff we're, we're mentioning so when i go here i go to the archive i'm looking down for ufc 286 i see it i open it these word documents are what you see Patterson versus Ajmov. So if you were to open that Word document, what you're going to see is our fight breakdown. You want to see what we're talking about. You want to see if we're bullshitting people. You want to see if like, oh, we bet on Ajmov just because. No, 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 no. We discussed this in detail in our video breakdown, our written breakdown, and it's right here in the notes. Like, for example, let's look at this. Let's see. What do we have here on Patterson? We liked about him. 
finishing ability, active, contender series, size, works best at range, submission ability, adversity. That's what we liked about Mr. Patterson. What we don't like, it's his UFC debut. That was number one. That in itself gives you, okay, well, it's always tough for the debutantes. Very hittable. He got dropped in round one with several basic punches. He failed to make adjustments to a simple overhand. Hold his chin up, hold his chin up high with his guard down underneath his chin, leans in with his chin open before throwing power punches, and has bad take on defense. Well, that very hittable part ended up coming to fruition. For Yanel, there's his pros and cons right there. So this is what a pros and cons sheet looks like, and this is what's in our Google Drive for you. Every week, beforehand, this will come out three, four days before the fight. You'll go into this Google Drive account for whatever folder you're in, the tip sheet's in here as well. And then this is what I'm going to right now. Let's talk business here. Let's go to the, this is the Google Drive tip sheet for, um, all right. So here's what I'm looking at here for, I don't know why this is not like a full screen. I feel like it's whatever. Anyway, so what I'm looking at here is the, Excel sheet that we have there on our Google Drive, which again, this was available four or five days in advance. It has now been since updated. Some of this is pretty obvious, right? Like a red marker there next to Kamar Usman is we had him picked and he lost. <laughs> okay. Um, these red and blue markers here to the right side in our prop section, these are the props that were correct. We didn't play all of them, but they're the ones we were thinking of doing. And with red is the ones we did not hit on. We have our grading system here in the middle, other little details in the fighters, the orange little box means that they're a live dog that's all marked again well in advance of the fight for those who know you know the right side film link library pretty dope bunch of links there for the fighters you can look at their prior fights part of our research coverage and so let's do it like this let's start with the first fight on the prelim card that was juliana miller versus veronica macedo hardy i'll make this pretty short and sweet we had miller in a few parlays kind of fucked us up and to be quite frankly Here's a lesson we take from this fight. It's not that, oh, she's making her debut. No. It's this money line. She, you know, Macedo should have been bet on just because of that. I get it. She looked like long layoff. Just that reason alone. Secondly, the real good bets were in the distance. The over two and a half. You know, the, the fight going to decision. Those things were plus money. It was minus 130 for the fight to knock the distance. In a female fight making her debut... People got caught up on, oh, man, she got the finish on the ultimate fighter. She's nasty in the ground. Her striking is not very good. It's not very good. It hasn't gotten any better from, from Contender Series. And we got punked here. We got punked. The props that ended up cashing, like Veronica, by decision, was around plus 600 to plus 650. We sprinkled it last minute for $50, half unit, and won 300. That was nice. It was an untracked bet, though. The fight starting round two was minus 300. I thought that was a nice place to put some parlay action here. And if I had to do it over again, I would have slammed the fight starts round two at minus 300 instead of ever thinking about parlaying Juliana Miller. So lesson here is take the distance props. It's female fight. Do not jump on a side. I've said this to myself many times. I'm saying it again. Stay away from choosing a side on these female fights, especially when you line this way. Oh, dirty, dirty river fish. My bad. I had a, I was kind of caught up here. But he wrote in here, he says, what do you think of some other guys in the MMA world? Wheezy, Saftik, Lawton, Wewan, T-Picks. Um, well, hmm, hmm. 
Interesting that you should ask there, Dirty River Fish. I'm, well, I'm going to be politically correct when I'm talking about these people because there's a few things. One, it's just not good to sling mud in this space. I don't think it's ever prudent. doesn't ever work out. In the limited time, last year and a half or so that I've been crawling into this space, crawling little by little, I've seen some of the antics. <laughs> And I definitely try to steal really clear from, you know, drama, uh, especially drama between like different channels and, and cappers. I, you know, hey, to each their own, to each their own. Uh, some guys do and say things that do cr are cringy a little bit. And it's yeah, it's what it is. I mean, I, maybe some people feel that way about me. Right. So um, Wheezy, I've communicated with a few times. I, I I like his coverage. It's all like stats oriented. You know, that's that's a very cool angle. He seems to be. You know, a guy who he's got some free tools as well. I've thought about using some of his tools. I never actually jumped on there. He's got some like data sheets and Excel sheets. So I like his angle. I think he's, uh, he's you know, on top of what he's doing. He's got his lane. He's in it. Doesn't seem to ever have any drama with anyone either. You know, seems to be up uh, from that standpoint. Love it. Um, In terms of Cody Safdick, uh, this guy's very unique. I think one of the qualities he has that I don't know that anybody else has that I've ever heard. I mean, this is a very unique thing is his intellectual encyclopedia of, of fights is like, I know he prepares somewhat for the show, but you can just tell by the, when he's talking that he's referencing stuff. The dude probably has a high fighter IQ. I would, I would, I would guess that Cody Safdick is very smart. If it came to like testing his fighter IQ, I'm not saying he's a lawyer or a doctor went to college and got a big time degree. Not all super smart people do that. Um, but he's got a sharpness to him that's just psh, psh. um so that's that's nice and if you if you get a chance to hear him sometimes quite frankly probably one of the he's probably one of the people that I do listen to almost every week just to hear a few takes uh, i think him and paul shaughnessy do a good job they have a good dynamic um and then at, as for Laden, i'll save my thoughts on that for a second but but we won we won t picks i don't know who that is um, I don't know who that is. Blood Money MMA, like his stuff a lot. He does good content with Johnny K Picks. Both those guys are on it, consistent, transparent, friendly, available. Like those guys a lot. Um, the boys north of the border, uh, Fight Night Picks, those guys are good. I find myself definitely tuning into them when I can. A nice dynamic between two brothers. They're they're following us strong, like their stuff. If we're talking exclusively about pickers, right? Handicap pickers type of thing. I'm trying to, like the MMA holes, they don't really get into this picking stuff. They do give some pick information, but they're more of a, a, a different audience who's more there for the entertainment, the coverage and stuff. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a few people that I really have to pick, really have to give a shout out to. But nonetheless, um, if I could wrap around back to MMA Lawton, and I want to say this in a way that's going to be as sensitive to the parties involved as possible. And I'm not going to name any names. That's important. I I understood the gravity of what he did. I think we all did. The, the transgression was clear. We get it. Okay. People make mistakes and then people maybe in their initial reaction make the mistake worse, right? The cover-up, as they say, is always worse than the initial action. But hindsight, it's got to be 2020 for everybody. He he did pay every single person off, and and there was some like big, <laughs> there was some big balances. Like one guy was like 13, 14 G's, 
I get it. He owed the money. I get that person won the, the contest. But ultimately, I thought those those actions spoke volumes about who he really was and what his intentions were. So I've reached out to him both pre-controversy, post-controversy. He's always been a nice guy to me, always been helpful. I've never collaborated with him. Um, but if I could just one little quip here before I finish up, I thought it was really unfortunate. Unfortunate. I'll use that word. Unfortunate. The way that some people who knew him well or were close to him or claimed to have known him well were one day, he's my boy, and by Friday it was like they were they were trashing him. They were talking shit on him openly. You don't have to like him. People make mistakes. I thought that reaction by some of those people said a lot about their character. So, yeah, a lot of people in the space are great. Love him. My man Capra Comparison, Ranj, does a great show where he hasn't done it in a while. He's kind of busy with new work, but he's got a good show, good dynamic. Um, now I'm like, I'm, I know I'm forgetting people and I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So Mayo media network is where you can get the dogger pass show, blood money, fight night picks. Uh, these are the ones that I'm listening to Capra comparison. And then my boys across the pond, I know I'm forgetting them. So I have to look them up right now, but there's a few guys across the pond that do some good work over there. They got the nice, beautiful accents and shit. Anyway, off in a tantrum here, didn't I? But uh, Dirty River Fish, if that answers your question, there's some good people out there, some people that I do like and respect and listen to their content. Um, are there people who I don't like? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, there are a few. And again, not going to name them by name because it doesn't really do any anything. Like my opinion of people that I don't like, um, and some of it's personal, like it's been like direct messaging type of thing. And I was like, all right, you know what? You know, before someone gets in trouble here, let's just cool out. <laughs> let's back up. So um, one last thought on that. You know what I don't like? My pet peeve. Here's my pet peeve. I'm going to tell you right now. I think a few of those people out there are full, bold-faced, not, not wagering what they're, uh, I guess, representing. That's the way to put it. And there's one guy in particular who's like... <laughs> He's not gambling those numbers, uh, but they claim it and they post it out there. They retweet things and they show the little charts and it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this business of selling picks, this business of, for example, people who are selling picks. Yeah. Careful, careful, careful. Very careful out there. So yeah, Dirty, um, no one's getting any daggers thrown at them tonight. No one by name. Not going to do that. Not going to entertain that idea. And for those who don't like moi or don't like my channel or my content, hey, man, c'est la vie. It's a big world out there. We can all aspire to cater to our own audiences. No beef. Keep it moving. Thank you, BC Dave. The newsletter is an absolute requirement to add to your repertoire. If you're not doing it, what are you doing? What are you doing? I appreciate you, BC Dave. You're the legend, dude. It's your world, man. Just living in it. Newsletter is pretty legit, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Choi Bay. Choi Bay in the house. Choi Bay in the house. Choi Bay Red 10 here. PFL made this MMA this week with Dakota DeCheva, lock of the week. Yeah, they like Dakota a lot. They like Dakota a lot. It's cool because... Um, I think she's pretty good. 
she's pretty good. We we made a little money on her her first time fighting in the PFL, and they like her a lot. Uh, is she fighting in the regular season? I don't think so. I think she's still going to be like uh, just a a prospect this year. They're not going to actually throw her to the wolves just yet because that fight card is the light heavyweights or whatever. We'll talk about it when we get to that point. Dark Matter writes in here, sure, to the MMA holes. Yes, MMA holes are, let me tell you something about the MMA holes. If you want uh, just wild-ass entertainment from mixed martial arts coverage, that's a party to join. I got to learn from them. I've said it before, trying to be like them. Their following is crazy. Crazy good, that is. Not crazy bad. Uh, Moss and his wife and the fam, love it. Love it, love it. Maybe I can bug them. Maybe you should tell them Dark Matters. Tell them reach out to MMA Fight Club. Let me get on there with them. Let me talk some shit. Like, the one thing about Moss that I really, really found myself being, I was like, oh shit. My oh shit moment with, with Moss was, he was doing an email, he was doing an interview with a female fighter, and he just, he asked her straight up, like, where was the craziest place like you've ever had sex? I was like, holy Howard Stern. <laughs> holy Howard Stern. I don't have the fucking nuts to do that. You know, I'm trying to keep my shit above board, but the fact that he he totes that line, I love it. There's space. I mean, there's a there's a big pie out there for mixed martial arts coverage. They have their piece, and they're good at it. Um, yeah, I guess Dirty River Fish. If I can mention him, because I probably should have, right? I think everyone has to give their opinion on him, right? My opinion probably lines up with 99% of people's opinions, right? In that one, when you really get a look at his hustle, it's impressive. If you're doing video, if you're doing any social media stuff, Instagram, whatever, whatever you're posting out there, when you look at what he's doing, there is some level of like, damn, this guy, man, you know, he's making a few bucks. And he and he clown, he clowns himself in the process. This is a really interesting angle. It's hard to attack a guy who in, indulges in the clowning of his own self. He'll say, I'm in my parents' shed. I was in the basement. Bleh. Like he it's kind of brilliant, honestly. It's kind of brilliant. He's 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 uh I was gonna say he's Teflon, but isn't Teflon when shit sticks to you? <laughs> the opposite. He's he's made of grease, you know. You go to touch him, it slides off of him. The only thing I would say that I, you know, because I, I don't really listen to his content. I find it to be like it's just very angro. <laughs> like I I feel like if you wanted to get like angry to start your day, you put on MMA Guru and then put some, you know, uh, eight mile soundtrack in the background, some Eminem stuff. I like Eminem and all, you know, great artists, but like shit's angry music sometimes. Like it's angry. <laughs> He's mad. And then this guy over here, Guru, it's like you put that music in the background, you put some MMA Guru on and you get your spiked knuckles on and you just, you just get angry. But he's good at it. He's fucking brilliant. Can't say I'm not a little peanut butter and jelly of his audience. But I would not think that I could ever find myself saying what he says out loud in the microphone about fighters. I just, no. I have aspirations to cover this sport in, in a variety of different ways. And for example, fighter interviews, something I believe that's important. It keeps us closer to the game, gives us the intel, the knowledge. You're never going to be able to do that if you're communicating on the airwaves about fighters in the way that he does. So, you know, to each his own. I may never even have near the audience that he has. Uh, but yeah, he is a bit of an anomaly. Um, and yeah, it's like, but that's part of it, right? 
right? Dark matters. Like that's part of it. They've got this freaking, I don't even know how he's done this, but I thought his interview that he did with um, James, James, what's his name? Oh my God. The guy, James Lynch. James Lynch does some good content too. He he did an interview with the guru and that was interesting because it was like calm down guru. He was like talking like a normal person and he was giving feedback and you can tell. Here's another one. I'm going to guesstimate that his fighter IQ, I mean his fighter, <laughs> his fighter IQ, his IQ is probably pretty high. Pretty high. You know what I mean? Um, Dark Matters writes here, I've only watched a little bit of you, but you seem very clean. And you're pure. I appreciate that, dude. I got kids, I got a family. I'm trying to keep it a hundred. And again, interviewing fighters and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> BC Davis. Yeah. You are, dude. You are, dude. I appreciate that, homie. Moss got no limits, brother. Yeah, dude. He <laughs> I like Moss though. Like there's a little bit of Moss in all of us. That's what you know, that's part of the allure, I think, with someone like Moss. So where where where's my um my clapping? I'm gonna give a shout out to Moss here. Moss. Good shout out to Moss. Okay. May hold him hand. Hmm. May hold, as they say over there. I do appreciate their they've given me some shout outs and some love and so appreciate that. Appreciate that. I might say add this shit, but I liked and I sub. Thank you, Dirty. Thank you, Dirty Riverfish. And for those who are listening later on, you don't have to subscribe to this channel. You don't have to do it. But by doing so, you support yours truly, my colleagues, my co-conspirators, my comrades, and all different aspects of what we're doing, the writing. I mean, some of the stuff we're doing, it's outsourced. Like some of the shit is not just done by yours truly. It costs money. Thank you, Dirty River. All right. Tommy's in the house. Tommy writes in here. Both Max Betts cash this weekend. Freeman fight doesn't go. PFL and Leon Edwards, too. Wow. The Leon Edwards one. That one I got wrong. I'll talk about it in a second. Fucked up there. But those who bet on Leon Edwards, psh, it was right there, man, in the taking by decision. And for Usman, we'll talk about it. He moves on. And then Freeman fight PFL. That shit ended immediately. And for those who watched any film on the, the Kovacs guy who was fighting, oh gosh, hot garbage. Hot garbage, I tell you. Come on, kid. Getting back to UFC 286. So first fight in the card, we get uh, umpy dumped, molly whopped, thrown into the hot garbage can, down the river, on fire. All the people who had Juliana Miller tickets just furious out the gate. She probably came in as one of the locks of the night by most people. The narrative was there. She was the one, the tough girl, blah, blah. You know, she got some work to do. Move up the card. Ludwig Klein, minus 210 against Jay Herbert. We had Klein to win. We had the fight going the distance, which was plus 155. Like that prop, that ended up hitting. From a betting perspective, I'll tell you all our bets here at the end of this. I'll go over a full tip sheet. So fight going the distance, decision for Klein. Fight starting round two. All that happens. Over two and a half happens. That was all plus money, by the way, except for fight starting round two. And then decision prop for Jay Herbert at plus 400 does not happen, but the fight does go the distance. Not a bad fight, but both fighters, it ends up in a draw, dude, because Jay, you know, grabs the fence. We get some some point taken that you don't even see live. You couldn't even see it. You couldn't tell. And then you know, adjust it, whatever. It's a draw. Too bad for Klein. 
But happy for you if you bet on Klein because it ends up being a draw instead of him losing the fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, we were on Klein. That was a bad read. Jay Herbert, Jay Herbert was on the way to winning, but just he got a nice damage there on Klein. The first round had a cut, right? Next fight, Joanne Wood versus Luana Carolina. We picked Wood to win. If those people out there who were like, it's women's MMA, dude. You got to just dog or pass it, man. Just put the money in the dog. Like, don't waste your time doing research, dude. It's women's MMA. Well, listen, I really, quite frankly, I'm sick of hearing that shit, okay? Women's MMA is just as like, whatever. Don't bet on it if you don't want to. I will. I'll make my money on it. I don't care. Fight goes a distance, minus 325. The fight goes over two and a half rounds, minus 350. Um, Joanne Wood by decision, minus 125. Decision for Carolina, plus 230. What do you do with this stuff? You parlay those props like over two and a half and fight goes a decision because it's chalky, but it's a women's bout. No finishing ability. Like a 40-year-old fighter basically against Carolina who's got no finishing ability. Bam, it's right there for the taking. People say, ah, women's MMA. You don't have to worry about no knockout in 30 seconds. You have to worry about what happened with um, Denzel Washington. Okay, call him Denzel. Beating up that Kovacs guy. So, you know, people poo-poo in women's MMA. Right here, minus 175, Joanne Wood. It was pretty easy to see that she was the overall better fighter. She's fighting at home. Gets the win. Um, and Carolina's just not that good. Next fight, Jake Hadley, minus 450 versus Malcolm Gordon. This fight lasted like 10 seconds. Jake hit him with a shot. Gordon crumbled to the ground. I'm like trying to get a drink or eat. I'm like, what, what, what the hell just happened here? Fight's over. Fight was just over. Uh, for Gordon, it's terrible. Look, a guy that we were talking about, oh, you know, he fought Mokayev pretty good and blah, 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 blah. My man had no durability, right? I'm just pulling up the results page. I want to make sure I don't mess up any results. You know, this is off the top of my head, some of this stuff. So Jake Hadley, round one, a minute and one second, body shot, KO. Beats Malcolm Gordon. Hadley was a minus 450 favorite. Earth to Juliana Miller. Earth to Juliana Miller. That's what a minus 450 favorite looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Some chats to catch up on real quick here. Tommy Rayton. Everyone should like and sub. Manny puts in tons of work. I appreciate that, Tommy. There is a lot of work. Um, we're burning the midnight oil. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. And we have some goals, guys. You're going to help us hit our goals. we got subscribers' goals from both our newsletter, this page here. And I want to start including some really cool giveaways and some prizes um, for the purposes of thanking you guys as followers and subscribers and keeping things more exciting. So, yes, thank you for subscribing, Tommy. I appreciate your support. So Freeman, yeah, Freeman inside the – I'm going to go over that in a little bit, Tommy, because I have to go over the PFL card too. Yeah, dude. That was a give me because Kovacs was bad, bad, bad. I'll talk about that in a second. Moss is currently streaming on his gaming channel. Oh, shit, is he? Oh, my God. Time out. What, what is the link, Dark Matters? Post that link, Dark. Post the link to, because I was I was wondering what their second channel was. And I remember going earlier to their description to go see if I could find the link to the second channel, and I I couldn't find it. Post that link, Dark Matter, um, and I'll actually uh, I'll check them out at some point. That's smart by them. See, they're just they're intelligent about what they're doing, man. They're just pumping the airwaves, tons of content. I like their style. I like their style. BC Dave writes in here, sipping on Holly Holm and Yana Santos. So many threesome one liners. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Holly's, she's ripped too, man. She's in great shape for 41. Yana Santos coming off of the baby. She's married to 
Thiago Santos, the big boy from Brazil. So happy for Rocky, the fence holder. <laughs> yeah, dude, man, that was that was that was that was that was, that was, uh, that was critical. Tommy Enders writes in here. Crazy, they said that Gordon was peeing out parts of kidney. Oh, after that weight cut. Interesting. Those weight cuts are bad for the kidneys. You guys know that, Tommy. Mm, that's that people. That's what we need to hear, man. That's that sharp shit. Good trick. Where we go, go, Tommy? We go. Not the MMA holes. Uh. Oh, it's called not the MMA holes. Is that the channel? Let me look it up. Not the MMA holes. Let's see here. Look at that. <laughs> He's such a funny mess. I'll leave a comment for me. Oh, you can only comment if you're a subscriber. Okay, I got you. But I see him. I see him. I will um I'll subscribe to that channel right now. There's the link to it. I'll 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 post it right here. There's the link to, to Moss's uh people have any holes. He's doing some playing a Fortnite right now and he's live streaming it. That's funny. Um yes, Dark Matters. Uh Yip, Monique Yip. We're gonna be doing some work with her. She's gonna be joining us and some future stuff, and I'll be talking about that at some point. Let me get back to UFC 286 as we re recap this thing. So Hattie looked good, busted up Malcolm Gordon, fight over. Uh, next fight, Christian Leroy Duncan. Mm, the Duncanator, minus 225. We liked him a lot here. High confidence, felt that you know he could finish the fight probably round two. That was the prop we were focused in on. That was plus 600. No distance, minus 180. Thought that was really good. TKO for Duncan plus 130, under two and a half, minus 200. All that stuff was good. And we end up with a random, just quirky knee injury from Dusko where he just takes a step. Looks like he may have possibly injured his ACL. I hate even suggesting, but based upon the way he planted, and you see like no, no twisting or whatever, excuse me, no twisting or whatever, no contact per se, not like getting tackled and twisting his knee, but um, ends up just coming up limp. It looks like, yeah, he may have some kind of an ACL injury. We'll hear more from that as it, as it comes out. But happens early first round in an exchange, like in a clinch exchange, and for Duncan gets the win a minute, 52 seconds into round one. We didn't, know, we didn't learn much about Duncan that fight. They just went back and forth. And for Christian Leroy Duncan, he wins for us. We're happy he got the win. Not happy about Dusko getting hurt like that. Hopefully he bounces back pretty quickly. It's not too bad. Most likely ACL tear, at least a year and some. Next fight, Leron Murphy versus Gabriel Santos. We had Santos as one of our first dogs in the card. Yeah, first dog in the card to look at. He was plus 150 against Murphy at minus 185. The fight going to decision at minus 125. That works out. Over two and a half, minus 150. That hits. The KO prop for Murphy doesn't work. Decision prop for Santos, no good. Submission prop for Santos, no good. But, 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 there's always a but. If you watch the fight live, you you very well can see that it appears as if Santos had won. I mean, it looked like Santos won the fight. I thought this is great. 
we go to a split. The fight is in England. My man, Leron Murphy, trains in Manchester. Uh, you know, they gave the fight to Murphy. It was not a good decision. It should not have even been a split. It seemed like everyone thought that Murphy lost that fight after the fight was over before the scorecards were read. Unfortunately for Gabriel Santos, a dog we liked here, plus 150. We had him as a pick to win. Not super confident, but a pick that we thought could win. And we also thought at 10-0 could be more marketable in the future, right? Goes to 11-0, but no. No, 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 no. He falls to 10-1. Moving up the card, Muhammad Mokayev versus Jafil Filho. Muhammad Mokayev wins the fight. He wins by a submission. But, man, there is a lot of smoke around this fire. He wins in round three by rear naked choke. It appeared he tapped in round one. I know. I'm not kidding. It, it was a weird fight. Uh, he wins. At one point, his knee gets, like, hyperextended pretty badly. The knee bar, all the all the replays and the photos, the still shots, his knee looked complete. And after the fight, he's limping, and he's been hurt several times. I know he's only 22. I don't know, man. He may have won that fight, like you win the you win the battle, but you lose the war type of thing. The fight not going to decision at minus two hundred that was pretty successful. That was a much better spot than the minus eight hundred line that you had Mokayev. Submission prop from Mokayev at plus one hundred that was awesome. Round one, round two submission props do not hit. The KO prop for Vilho doesn't hit. Over two and a half does hit. Interestingly enough, right? So we thought the fight would go over, you know, two and a half would go deeper. It does, and also doesn't go the distance. So we were right in that. We're in that perfect spot, perfect zone. For Mokayev, it is another win. But yeah, I don't know, man. That was uh got ugly there for a minute. It got a little ugly. <laughs> and next fight, Sam Patterson versus Yanel Ajmov. Ajmov. We picked Ajmov. He was a plus 225 underdog. We were not super confident, but had some confidence. Fight not going to decision at minus 220 may have been the best spot to play. Better than that minus 275 for Patterson. Over one and a half at minus 185, that doesn't happen. Submission prop by Yashmov or decision by Ashmoff does not happen. Ashmoff just knocks him the fuck out. Knocks him out. Round one, we were worried about this guy's chin. Patterson, worried about his defense. A little reckless. Gets knocked out in a minute and 15 seconds. He got knocked out so bad, he was trying to grapple with the referee. Oh, who's the referee's name? The guy who's from over there. Oh, the name. He's like right in front of my eyes. He was trying to grapple the referee. A minute after the fight was over, like they're like tr trying to still get him off of him, like and they're standing up. He got fucked up. Patterson got fu Patterson don't got no chin. Patterson can't take a punch. <sighs> Cannot take a punch. So for Anal Ashmoff, <laughs> Anal Ashmouth, like that that name's got all kind of implications. Anal Ashmoff, the, the Israeli, he's now on the scene, made his debut, won the fight, and if you bet on him. Kudos to you. We didn't bet on him enough. I'll tell you that. We had a small bet on him. We'll talk about it, but just not enough. Uh, comment section here. Thoughts on the Mukayev tap in round one? Yeah, so I just talked about that. I, I thought he tapped. I I don't know if that was like, I don't know. Some people say he hurt his shoulder. Didn't throw many punches after that. I don't know. I don't know why you would do this. Like he, he's, he's got his head down, like almost like a guillotine, and why you would, like he did that. Like he didn't close fist like, he almost like did this, like, yeah, it looked like a, I mean, I think if you're uh, uh, Jafiel Filho, you, you, well, you can't. Oh my gosh. I was going to say if that happened in the United States, appeal that to the gaming commission in Nevada or something like that, and they may reverse it or make it a no contest. But he'd have to do that over in England. They're probably going to say, you know, fuck you. Mokaif is from England. Get out of here, Philho. <laughs> 
But those are the fights you should be able to file a grievance and then have it looked at and say, listen, he tapped. So that was it. Fight should have been over. No contest. Rematch. So, yeah, dude. Fucked up. Yeah. That was, yes, Goddard. It was Mark Goddard. My man was trying to, like, my man Patterson was trying to grapple with Mark Goddard. And Goddard's like, okay, stop, dude. Stop. Still fighting. Put me in, coach. Anyway, so Patterson, yeah, drops the ball big time. I'm sure some parlays got fucked up with that one, but that was like, I don't know, man. You, you, it's, it fell in the same boat as Miller. Can't be back in these debutantes, all this money behind them. Hell no. Omar Morales, minus 120 versus Chris Duncan. We were on Omar Morales. We thought he had a chance to win the fight. A lot of questions about Duncan's chin. It ends up being a split. I mean, tough one because we, we like Morales. I don't know that he won for sure. I thought he did. I don't know that he won. At 37, it's a really bad split to lose there for Morales. For Duncan, good for him, man. It was lined appropriately. Minus 120 Morales, plus 100 for Duncan. Ended up being a close fight. Good for Duncan going the full distance, not getting knocked out. Fight goes a distance was plus 155. Wow. Over two and a half was plus 160. Those ended up hitting. Decision win for Morales was plus 200. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. KO win for Morales, plus 325. Doesn't happen. And then Duncan, it's at the distance at plus 145. That doesn't happen either. We didn't see Duncan winning my decision. We just thought durability would be a problem. If he can't knock on Morales, then he'll get tired, but he wins. I guess he won. I don't know. This card could have looked a lot different right now. We would have had Omar Morales right, um, and Gabriel Santos, woo, would have floating in the money at that point, even after the Miller debacle. Let's move to the main card. What am I doing? Main card. I'm skipping a fight. Jack Shore versus Makwan Americani. Oh, man. Fucking Americani. I like Americani, man. I like Americani. I do, Mr. Finland, you know? But it might be time. It might be time. And if he doesn't say it's time, the UFC might say it's time. He got submitted, rear naked choke, in round two. Like clockwork, we had that sub picked out. That was our method of victory. Round two submission by Jack Shore. Submission prop for Jack Shore in general was plus 185. Round two submission was plus 1,000. We had that actually as a parlay piece in like a really short parlay on the side, not tracked. Pretty cool, right? Under two and a half at minus 175. That hits under 280. I mean, under altogether, minus 280. Sub prop for Makwan. That's the only way he could have won, right? Plus 475 doesn't hit. Jack Shore, get right fight. Minus 550, the money line. Definitely juice to the gills, right? But it ended up being a, a parlay piece that was safe and you were okay. For Makwan, it's just, yeah, man, he can't even do what he does. Like, he, he's not even successful anymore doing what he's only good at, which is a grappling, right? That's what he's really good at, you know? So it's just, yeah, right? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, Tommy's probably right. I think Omar gets his paper, paperwork. And then Tommy, yeah, dude, I don't know how to explain. This guy's got the worst cardio, dude. He looks like he's in shape. He's a former wrestler. Like, I, I don't know what's going on there. Just terrible cardio. So keeping it moving up the card to the main card now. Vittori versus Delitza. And, of course, Vittori gets the win under some controversy. The best spots here to bet, now hindsight, was like the fight going to decision at minus 180. That hit. You're just covered at that point. Fuck it, whatever happens, right? That seems to be like looking back because that's even better than my, that Marvin Vittori, like minus 300 range, right? So minus 180 hits. Decision win for Vittori, minus 125 hits. Over one and a half at minus 420. I know that's super chalky, but that became a parlay piece for us. The KO prop at plus 650 for Delitza because he's got some power. But Vittori wins at minus 275. It was a little sweaty. And I, I get all the people who thought Delitza won. I get it. I get it. Um, Ended up being a unanimous decision, right? It was a unanimous decision for Delitza. It was unanimous. So 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe the lead to being from Georgia. <laughs> I don't know. And, and Victoria had a lot of Italian fans there with their Italian flags. They love their soccer. I don't know, man. I don't know. Manitas de Piedra writes in, you're going to watch Benvenidas versus Plant next weekend. Huge pay-per-view fight for boxing next weekend. I may not be able to watch it just because of all the different coverage we've got right now for mixed martial arts, but I appreciate the mention. When the bigger fights come out for boxing, I try to do the best I can to get a little little sniff of it, whether it's wagering action or just looking at it, but I, I probably won't. Feel free, though, Mr. Piedra, to post more information here in the chat about that fight. Like, when is it? What day? What time? Where is it available? Um, that's good for everyone just to just know if they're on their own, right? Yeah, that's true, Tommy. Unders comes from a wealthy family. So, yeah, he's just out there just being a pretty boy. Got to love his tapology photo. Best tapology photo, though, ever. All right, so moving up this card, Victoria gets the win under controversy. If you bet on Delita, I'm sorry, plus 210. It was, you know, Victoria, I guess he won. Victoria never finishes anyone, by the way. He Victoria never finishes anyone. You got to remember that. And he also never gets finished. Decisionator. Next fight, maybe one of the ones that I'm most happy about, like our position, how it ended, how we had the balls to back Jennifer Maya at plus 150. This was a steal. Oh, it's women's MMA. Just take the dog. Just do it. But, but no, you know what? You know how many jackasses are out there like, it's women's MMA. Just betting the dog. But then when it came to this fight, they were like, yeah, but, you know, it's Casey O'Neill. She's got the looks and she's undefeated. And, you know, UFC is trying to get her, you know, back in, you know, whatever. And, you know, bunch of sheep going up the mountain together on the Casey O'Neill train. Oh, no, no. Jennifer Maya has been around for a minute. She's not that old, 34. Her training camp's good. And I... I did everything I could to tell everyone about it. We interviewed her about four weeks ago. The interview was great, really good. She was positive in a good mindset. Best shape of her life. She pieced up O'Neal on the feet. She had O'Neal leaking. O'Neal's not a good striker. She's an okay grappler. She's not very strong. The ACL tear a year ago, all those issues were just, no, no, no. And Maya won that fight going away at plus 150, great spot. Over two and a half was minus 300. Fight goes to decision minus 260. Decision win for O'Neal was plus 125. I don't know why I have that marked as a winner. It was a loser. The winner was Jennifer Maya by decision at plus 190. We didn't play that, though. Fight starting round three was minus 410. Very chalky, but a good parlay piece. So Maya wins the fight. It's super easy. Really happy with our analysis here and really happy. We interviewed Jennifer Maya, and then she got the win. So for Casey O'Neill people, here's the takeaway from this. Terrible, terrible fight to take. Honestly, Casey O'Neill could have waited another full year, guys. Take two years to get that knee completely healthy. Make sure you can do all the road work. We speculated about her cardio not being great because you can't do as much jogging. Repair and certainly repair her knee, you know. Um, she looked a little tired at times. She wasn't as fresh as Jennifer Maya. And it all panned out the way we kind of speculated it might. Casey O'Neill's camp, her management, agent, father, everyone who signed off on her taking this fight, you're the problem. It's your fault. One of you, one of those people, should have stepped up and said, do we really want to fight Jennifer Maya in our first fight back after this ACL tear? Do we really want to do that? Dumb. Just dumb. That's how she lost the fight. She lost that fight before she even fought the fight. So, um, Guru writes in here, I missed the Roman Marvin fight and wondering who you thought won that fight. Was it close? It was very close. I thought 
in watching it real time because I had Vittori to win, I was not sure. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I, I was, I was squeamish on that, and I thought Delita had some moments. You know, like he, he had some moments. He had Vittori. I think it was Vittori leaking a little bit, like a little blood of some kind. Um, and Vittori doesn't wear damage well, right? He tends to get ready red face, whatever. But I don't know that he like won for sure. It's it just it was it was close. It was close. Uh, too close to call, right? Guru also writes in here, is Colby a bad matchup for Leon next, and will he try to avoid that fight at all costs? Will the UFC force this matchup upon him? Well, for, <laughs> well, number one, let me answer the question by saying he will fight Colby Covington. He will. Dana will absolutely make him fight him, and Dave, Dana will make that fight happen probably within the next six months. Uh, Leon did not take any significant damage. It's clear that Dana wants to get Colby back into the limelight. Right, he wants that, and there was a deal behind this behind the scenes. A deal was done, where Colby agreed to drop the charges against Masvidal. You see, let's work together here. Drop those charges. Let that shit go. We want to get Masvidal back in the cage. We want to get you back in the cage. Let's let all bygones be bygones. And in exchange, Colby, we're going to rush you right now to a title shot against Leon Edwards. Everyone's happy. Matchup style-wise, I do think Colby Covington is going to be a problem. I think if he takes a wrestling-heavy approach against Leon, that's it. The one thing we saw in that last fight with Leon and Usman is Usman can't wrestle anymore. He's just not fast anymore. He just His knee, his quickness. He had some body lock attempts against the fence, had his hands clipped a few times, couldn't take down Edwards. I think I think Colby is better. You know, Colby's a really good wrestler, right? So I think that he's better in that area. And if he decides to employ that, he will have success. And Colby Covington will be the new welterweight champion this year. And that also is good for the UFC. Like, yeah, bring an American champion back, get the whole Colby thing going, you know, the whole Trump thing, whatever. He's got a whole fan base. I think he wins. And I think if if uh, Leon's like, no, nah, I'm going to fight him, they'll just strip him of the belt. <laughs> they'll just take it off him as a, as a, as a get out of here, dude. You see how Dana's you know, acting right now. Dana's on his pedestal, man. He ain't fucking around, right? <laughs> so, uh, a few comments here. Tommy writes in, 29-28 Marvin. He got second round and third round, but that 30-27 scorecard was, yeah, That thank you, Tommy. There was a 30-27 card, just fucking ridiculous. There was also a 30-27 card, I believe, in the in the Morales fight or Murphy fight. I don't know. Those judges be wowing, wowing. Thank you, Dark Matters. Thank you. Thank you very much. Spread the word to all the people on the holes side. Tell the people in the holes, like go to the go to the uh, the Discord. Tell them get over here when they're done watching my man play video games this morning. Tell Moss to come over here, man. Get over here, Moss. Thank you, Dark Matter. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, homie. Guru the Pig writes in here. Some people are saying Rafa beat Gaethje, which I disagree with. But considering all the all the wars Gaethje has been in without showing damage, how big of an advantage is having superior superior bone and facial structure? <laughs> I don't know what this kid Gaethje's made out of, but you know we we're gonna talk about that fight in a second. Um, he is tough, man. I love his fighting style. You think Bilal beats Colby? Okay, shit. All right, Tommy. I mean, Bilal likes to wrestle. He does like to wrestle. That's how Usman got his title. It just doesn't have it no more, right? Last comment, real quickly before I jump back into this uh, review here. Obviously, with Colby being the secret backup fighter now injured, do you think Usman? Was and did this play a um, huge role in the outcome? I want to make sure I read that. How injured do you think Usman was? Oh no, I don't think Usman was injured. I, I don't. 
I don't think Usman was injured. I, I think Usman is getting old. <laughs> I think I think he's getting old. I think that um and I think Colby as the secret backup fighter just in case. Um it's all you know, UFC knows what they're doing, man. Write that script, dude. Get that script going. So moving on to um next fight, Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barbarina. Gunnar Nelson looks solid here. For those who parlayed him at minus 375, you were very happy with this fight. He gets a submission in round one via armbar over a guy in Barbarina who's like you know pretty durable. The fight not going to decision was minus 230, like that spot. Decision went for Gunner, doesn't hit. Kale prop for Barbara doesn't hit. Over one and a half also doesn't hit because that submission was in round one. And the fight went won by Gunner into the distance at minus 120 does hit. We didn't play all that stuff, but those are the props we were looking at. For Gunner, nice, solid win. Good, solid win. I mean, I got my questions about him in the next fight in the future. But right here at minus 75, he actually was priced correctly to win that fight round one via armbar over a tough dude like Brian Barbarina. For Brian Barbarina, this is, uh, yeah, not good. Not good. He's getting older, and that was just a fight where he just kind of like, you know, I came here for the paycheck. I'll see you guys back in the States, you know. So we were on gunner to win. We were not super-duper confident, but we had some level of confidence. Now, next fight, Kobe event, Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fiziev. We had Justin Gaethje to win the fight pre-fight, plus 175. He was one of the four dogs in his car we liked. We had four dogs in total, three of the four hit. It was only Santos who didn't win. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, Santos was the one who didn't win, right? Um, long story short, he's just a tough fucking dude, right? Gaethje just does not respond to what most people... like. He got cracked a few times, there's no question. Just walked through it like it was nothing. And so this guy is just a warrior. Doesn't wrestle, refuses to wrestle. <laughs> he just sits in there with you. He's going he's gonna to sit, trade with you. I thought Viziev did some good things. I saw people bitching that maybe Viziev won. I, I, I guess you can have that conversation. The one thing that's for sure is Justin Gaethje did a lot more damage than Viziev. Viziev's face is you know, was pretty bloodied up at some point. If you go round by round, you can pull it apart. It's uh, I don't know. But Justin Gaethje at plus money here was, was a warm spot. I thought people were really underestimating him and talking about, oh, you know, he's, you know, he's trading and punching. Like, dude, he's a warrior, right? He's a warrior. He's been in there with some good people. So good for Justin. He had some hot comments after the fight to say about Bisbang. He was like, yeah, Bisbang shouldn't be up there commentating. You know, he's basically a bad commentator. I was like, oh, throwing barbs. So, but Justin Gaethje winning. Now the fight not going to decision at minus one, minus 220. That's a surprise. It goes to full distance. Decision props for Fiziev. No. Fight starting round two was minus 260. We like that last minute as a parlay piece. That hits. But most of our reading that fight, not good, right? A lot of red there for us. So not a really good read on that fight. The only positive thing was that we had Justin Gaethje to win, right? <laughs> um, one second there, David. Just let me read this comment here from Guru the Pig. He writes in, do you think Molina released the video or where do you think the leak came from at a time when he's linked to the gambling skin of force out of the UFC? Yeah, dude. I, I, haven't asked about, I haven't asked any questions regarding where the link source came from or, or maybe who would have linked it. I've got to believe that given his circumstances, we're going to talk more about this in our other segment here later on, but given his circumstances, I don't think he would want this to happen. I don't think he would have wanted to leak this video. I think this was done without his consent and maybe even got blackballed in the process. Like someone tried to bend him over. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. Someone tried to basically take advantage of him and he maybe couldn't afford it. Was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Maybe he paid them already before. They wanted more money. Uh, yes, yeah, so on and so on. Maybe he gets up, get the, get the FBI involved. The FBI is investigating them. Get the FBI and investigate the people trying to extort him for releasing his sex tape. Uh, BC Dave writes in here, does being a backup fighter qualify you for a title shot? 
scary precedent. Yeah, I, I think what it is, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just dataism. You know, it's just data being like, hey, dude, I'm gonna WWE my fingerprints all over this motherfucker whenever I want to. And hey, who could tell him no? Data, he's the boss man. You know, people fear for their career when they're around this guy. Um, so yeah, I think he just said, listen, it's time for Kobe to come back. He wanted that drama with him and and uh fucking guy. Jorge Masvidal, he wanted that drama to go away, and he was a solution, right? Yeah, so here it is, BC Dave. I agree. I think the storyline is there. I mean, they want Kobe to come back at the title, bring it back here. And I don't know if you heard Kobe press conference was talking about oh London, bad food, women suck, terrible weather. It's like here he goes, here he goes, here he goes again. Um, so Justin Gaethje wins. For those who had Fiziev, yeah, just a tough fight for. He's 30. He's had some good fights. He falls to 12 and 2. But Justin is Justin, man. Justin has a way of just shitting into your apple pie, messing up your winning streak. You don't want to fight a guy like that. He's like Jennifer Mai. You just don't want to fight those guys. They're going to make you fight. Well, not Jennifer Mai. You want to make you fight, but you don't want to fight them. They're good. They're just good. Find someone else to fight. Don't fight those kind of people. All right. So, main event Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards. Really tough to watch if you like Kamar Usman. Because just like all the recent champions who've fallen, whether it's Shevchenko or others, you know, um, it's quite frankly simple. It's time. You see it. You see the decline. You see he can't wrestle. You see he's not quick. You see he's not confident. You see that he's now scared to get kicked in the head again because the knockout was so bad. Not the same man. We should have been on that. And we were deflecting that reality because we're like, nah, 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 wrestling. No, no. Writing was on the wall. If you chose Leon to win and your analysis led you to pick on Le- pick Leon, that's excellent analysis. And for us who went with Kamar Usman, I want to use the words lazy. We're not lazy, but I feel like our analysis was lazy here. We assumed too much. We assumed too much. And we underestimated Leon Edwards. And he won the fight clearly. The, the taking of the point was merely a technicality. There was no violation of the rules by Edwards, which actually caused a, an injury to Usman, like an eye poke or a terrible groin strike. It was just happenstance. Referee does take a point. Even with that point, Usman wins. So for the people like, oh, I thought Usman won. Listen, dude, he would not have even been close to being talked about winning if it wasn't for a point that really was a point that was meaningless, almost meaningful on the, on the scorecards had Usman done more. But with that point, Usman couldn't even win that round on one of the judges' scorecards. It was, it was still that close. It's it's over. I, I think that Usman should have contemplated retiring on the spot because what's next now? He's going to have to go fight some fucking killers now in that division and work his way back up to fighting a fourth time against Leon. Then again, Leon probably doesn't survive this, right? Maybe Leon gets the title taken away by Colby and then Colby has to fight uh, Usman for the third or fourth time. I don't know. I just don't know if he's up for this climb. I don't know if he's down for this. He looked tentative. Usman looked tentative and he couldn't wrestle. What good is it now? What good will you be? He's lost two in a row, Usman. He was 20 and one at one point in his career. He's 20 and three. That's how the wheels fall off. They start to pick up L's at the end. He's getting tentative, thinking about family. Nothing wrong with retiring. Guy's made a lot of money. He's got a league in uh, Nigeria, a fighting league he's investing in, whatever. So, yeah, got the wrong end there. Our props, fight goes a distance, minus 180. Nice spot. Decision win for Usman. Why do I have that winning? That's No, that didn't win. He didn't win that spot. That was an L. Uh, starts round three. 
KO prop there for Leon Edwards over two and a half. That hits. Start round three hits. Decision decision win for Leon Edwards hits. Split decisions there don't hit. Um, we usually like to sprinkle the splits on a lot of fights. We did not do it for this card. Meat left on the bone. Jeez, the one card we don't take a, take the time to do split more split props and a bunch of them end up coming through. So on our Excel sheet scorecard, you can see here we finish 10, 4, and one. The one being a little bit Klein. Um, pick. So Miller we got wrong. Santos was wrong. Omar Morales was wrong. And Usman was wrong. I can kind of live with the Usman one. But Morales by split and Santos by split. This car was close to us for uh, for it being a very good card. But things to learn from. Again, Miller, Miller fight. Could have attacked that better. Attacked that better. We didn't. So, um, A few comments here from Guru the Pig. Being the UFC is... Uh, Sport entertainment and business first. Is there a bigger bigger money fight for Leon currently at 170? Probably not. That's that's the thing. I think that's that's Colby. Colby does draw the people. He gets the people going, right? Um, in your opinion, was the main event Usman Leon a boring fight with all the fouls and stoppages? Usman didn't show his KO power once. I wanted to say this before, but you've set me up with a layup. Thank you. I thought it was a terrible fight. And I also thought that it's an example of why the immediate rematch shit. And if we fuck around and see Grasso beat up Shevchenko again, it's going to be a reminder of why they maybe have to kind of reconsider. Maybe what they should do is this. Immediate rematch after that person fights their next fight. Give them one title defense. And if they don't defend it and they lose it, you get the you get the chance to fight that person who won it. Like just to, at least one fight in between. Because what we just saw here is that um, it was a boring fight. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. We could have we could have done without this fight. We could have just whatever happened last time, go with it. Usman, you fight someone else next. This guy fights someone else next. If you guys both have the, if you have the belt still, you guys then come back and fight. Grasso, same thing. Grasso to fight Shevchenko, gonna win the fight again, and we're gonna learn what? Nothing. We just watched the fight again. When you saw um, Moreno, Moreno and this other guy fighting like a ton of times, him and um, Figueroa, it's ridiculous. Like holding up a whole division. So. They should rethink a philosophy on how to do this because those immediate rematches don't always work out and it just clogs things up. And it's like, ah. Guru writes in here, Guru the pig. He says, if Masvidal beats Burns, which I don't think he will, I don't think so either, will the UFC push Leon Masvidal because of their beef with Masvidal sucker punching Leon? Oh, <laughs> there you go. Talk about narratives. I like your angle. That was That was who he sucker punched, right? That's when Masvidal walked off the stage to an interview and was like, oh, say it over here. And he goes over to Leon, just <laughs> like people jump in. That was crazy. Let's get ready to rumble. We're going to now look at the tip sheet, the official tip sheet from UFC 286. Now, hold on a second here. The tip sheet, which is available in a few locations, is also available on our google drive i mean also available on our newsletter right so i'm over here right now on our newsletter like our home page it's a good time to tell you to sign up for our newsletter but as you can see i'll scroll down there's the different articles and write-ups and so there's ufc 286 edwards versus usman i'll pull it up right here's the write-up for the entire card right so each fight broken down predictions analysis stats the whole nine but let's scroll down here to the tip sheet. How do we do? Here we go. So first part of the tip sheet right here, it tells you tip sheet, 
is broken up into sections, money line wagers, prop bets, parlays, parlay pieces, the specials, and the totals. Okay, so let's run through this pretty quickly here. Individual money line plays. Justin Gaethje to win at plus 175. 0.3 units to win, 0.53. Yanil Ashmov to win at plus 225. 0.25 units to win, 0.56. Gabriel Santos to win at plus 140. 0.25 units to win, 0.35. We lost that bet. Um, it says plus, it says 35 units, but you know what that means. It's supposed to be 0.35. Chris Delroy Duncan to win over Todorovic at minus 210 odds. We had three units to win 1.43. So for our individual money line plays, we had 3.8 units on the line to win 2.87. And we ended up winning plus 2.27 units for our individual money line plays for UFC 26. Prop bets. Miller by TKO. No. Miller by TKO in, in round two. No. Hardy by decision, a half a unit to win 3.00 units. We did have that tracked in our newsletter. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, how about them apples? <laughs> nice spot, right? <laughs> a half a unit to win three units. This is just great. I only wish I would have hammered this even more, right? I mean, hindsight's 2020, but um, Gordon by submission, no. Hadley round one submission, no. Hadley round two submission at plus 600. Why is this? Yeah, no, no, that's a no. Duncan, second round TKO, Santos by submission, Filho by TKO, Mokai round two submission. These are all no's. Ashmoff by submission, Ashmoff by decision. Jack Shore round two submission at plus 675 for 0.10 units to win 0.68. That catches. Americani submission, no. Baparino by TKO, no. Gaethje round two TKO, no. And Edwards by TKO. We figured play what happened last time, plus 100. None of those ended up catching. Look at the totals, though. We're investing $10, 20 bucks, 15 bucks. Small amounts to win a few bucks, right? In total, we gambled 2.85 units on props to win 17.85. We ended up winning 1.43. We'll take it. 140 bucks. We'll take it. Our parlays. Fiziev versus Gaethje starts round two. Usman versus Edwards starts round three. O'Neal versus Maya goes to distance. And Vittoria versus Delitza goes to distance. That parlay gives you plus 268 odds. We had a half unit on that to win 1.39 units. Shore versus Makwan Americani. Fight does not go the distance. Minus 200. Chris L. Duncan, that's Leroy Duncan, to win at minus 210. And Hadley to win at minus 300. Those three legs give you plus 195 odds. 0.75 units to win 1.46. That cashes. Wood versus Carolina. Fight goes the distance at minus 325. Mr. Duncan again versus Todorovic. Fight does not go the distance. Minus 180. Those two legs give you plus 103. Great bet, right? Half unit to win, 0.52 units. Santos by decision and Carolina by decision. Big underdogs there. We put a 0.1, 0 0.10 units on the line to win 1.5. We lost that bet. Mr. Duncan again. Very confident in Duncan, right? We were very confident in this guy. So CL Duncan to win over Total Roach plus Victoria to win at minus 300. That equals minus 103 odds. One unit to win 0.97 units. Miller to win. Nelson to win. Usman versus Edwards over two and a half rounds. And sure to win. That parlay ends up losing. Because of Miller. Miller. Last parlay, Klein to win. That doesn't happen. It ends up being a neutral situation, right? But Tory versus leads over one and a half rounds, and then Miller to win again. Miller, the parlay crusher there. We lost 1.5 units on the last two parlays because of investing in Miller to win outright. Lazy, lazy by us. We should have just played those distance props, right? So for our parlays, we had 4.35 units on the line to win 7.65, as you can see. We end up putting 2.74 in total for our parlays. Our parlay pieces. What does that mean? 
use these and like exchanging them around different events, put them with PFL, put them with Bellator, whatever. That's how we categorize poly pieces. Unfortunately, our first one was Miller by was Miller to win at minus 500. No. So our apologies there. Our other four poly pieces were Wood, Wood versus Carolina goes to distance. Fizia versus Gaethje starts round two. Maya versus O'Neal goes to distance. And Christian Leroy Duncan to win. All four of those ended up hitting. They were just, that one was off. Juliana Miller. And again, for parlay pieces, we we lift these we list these every week for UFC. You can use them in combination with other events and parlay them with confidence. And usually we are pretty spot on with these, but we had Miller off. Our apologies. The specials. We had the UK parlay, which was like all the fighters from UK. It was O'Neal, Duncan, Patterson, Mokayev by submission at plus 100. We had that thing right there because we're not going to put him in, on a money line in there. No way. Duncan, Murphy, Herbert, Hadley, Wood, Shore, Edwards. And so, yeah, a lot of misses there because obviously O'Neill loses, um, Patterson loses. Um, I don't know how Murphy won. Um, but yeah, so those are the two actually, O'Neill and, and, and um, Patterson. So if you go down there, we removed Herbert, Duncan, Mokayev, and Edwards, but we kept O'Neill in every leg here <laughs> in the UK parlay. So we lost a total of about what, 30, about 50 bucks there on our UK parlay. The Yankee parlay. Now, the Yankee parlay being the Americans, right? So Miller, Barbarino, Gaethje. You had those three together, gives you plus 1,303 odds. We wasted ourselves with a few bucks in this parlay. None of that hit there, as you can see. And that's because, again, Miller, Miller. She lost. Miller, Barbarino lost. And so only Gaethje was the only American to win. Wow. The only American to win in the entire car was Gaethje. Even if you go with like Kamar Usman, he's like Nigerian and American. He didn't win either. The Brazilian dog sled team. <laughs> Look at this special. It was Carolina, Santos, Filho, Maya. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I know Carolina lost, but Santos should have won. Filho had a moment there, right? And Maya got it done. So that was plus 10,040 odds. So for our specials, we went ahead and donated 1.35 units to the casino. We went 1.35 units to win 61.51. It's crazy, right? But we lost the entire 1.35. Our specials are just like they sound. They're specials. Like we're betting by region, by country. We're just having some fun with it. And that fun cost us 130 bucks. <laughs> so in total, the grand total, the final results here for UFC 26, we had 12.35 units on the line to win a whopping 89.88 units in all. When it's all said and done, we finish off with plus 5.09 units. Very well done. For those who don't like prop betting, for those who don't like parlaying, you can always take our tip sheet and use it accordingly. If you're an individual better, for example, just take our individual place. We're three for four. You would have made $2.27 or 2.27 units there on betting on just our individual money line plays. So take from it what you want. Maybe this is too much action for you. Maybe it's just too many bets. I get it, you know. But uh, ultimately, our tip sheet, which is in our newsletters, let me update that, by the way, because that says 35 units, and I I can see a subscriber running and saying, it says you were going to win 35 units. Like, no, I didn't. I, there's a typo. It's a typo. Typo. So that's our breakdown, our, our recap of the tip sheet for UFC 286. Um, if I can just... And again, so you just looked at the tip sheet with us. That tip sheet gets updated on our newsletter after each event. So you can see exactly how things worked out, how you finished, how we finished, so on and so forth. Let's now go back to 
Let me double check this real quickly. So for 286, I mean, that's the recap. We didn't we didn't miss anything. I mean, we're going to talk about Colby again down the road. Leon's got the title. We'll see what happens. But um, all right, let's shift gears. PFL Challenger Series week number eight. That was on Friday. Denzel Freeman gets the contract. Heavyweight came in, made his PFL debut, gets a knockout really quickly in round number one over this guy who's not very good. Um, this guy named Kovacs, and this Kovacs character had shown some chin issues on the regional scene as an amateur. A man got knocked out twice as an amateur, not as a pro. Came in to make his pro debut last Friday night and got sent to heaven. How fast did that happen, too? It was super fast. Let me see this right here. It was 27 seconds into round number one. Denzel Freeman sends Raiden Kovacs out. He gets a contract, and honestly, I'm I'm so mixed on the PFL this year, but he wins the contract. Ali Omar wins by split decision in the first fight. Evan Martins wins by decision over Jackie Cataline. Main event, Kelly St. Louis wins by decision over Paulo Enrique. And from a betting perspective, let me just pull up our um, – where is my, uh, my Excel sheet for this? Hold on one second here. Too many damn windows open here. That's what I got. Too many damn windows. Too many windows. All right, let me pull this up. And we'll look at that PFL tip sheet right now as well. So archive. Go to the archive. In the archive, PFL Challenger Series week number eight. Here we go. So pull up that data sheet, and here we go. All right. So now looking at PFL Challenger Series number eight, I'm going to just go quickly down to our tip sheet, and I'll read the results off as well, and we'll keep it moving because we are running behind on time here. So we had we went three for four, I mean three and one on PFL on Friday night. We had Sanan Sadek to win in the first fight at minus 275, and he lost to Ali Omar. We picked Freeman to win, Evelyn Martins to win, and Kelly St. Louis to win. They all won. The prop bets, limited action because it's PFL. They don't really give you much action, but we were on point with you know, some of our leans, right? So looking at our Excel sheet right now, we had some good leans there. We were accurate. That Excel sheet, of course, is available to you guys in our Google Drive. But let's look here at our tip sheet and how we did real quickly. So individual money line plays. We had Kenley St. Louis to win at minus 170, 1.7 units to win one. Ellen Martins to win at minus 290. We had 2.9 units to win one. So for our individual plays, we were two for two. 4.6 units to win 2.00 plus 2.0 units combined. Prop bets, Enrique by submission, Martins by submission, Freeman by KO, Kovacs by KO. One of those hits, that's Denzel Freeman by KO at plus 205, a half unit to win 1.03 units. The other three props do not hit. So that was 0.95 total units to win 4.33. We end up with 0.58 units in total as a profit from our prop bets. Parlays, Freeman at minus 500, Martins at minus 290 are individually a part of our well, no, that's not individual, just Martins. Anyway, that equals one is 163 odds, minus 163. We put minus, we put 1.63 units, excuse me, to win one unit on that. Freeman versus, I mean, Freeman plus Sadik plus Brown, that was plus 136 odds. Unfortunately, Sadik loses. We lose a full unit there. Freeman and St. Louis together at minus 110. That gave us minus 110 odds, one unit to win 0.91 units. That cashes. And then again, we had Sadek playing again. I don't know why we had Sadek in his, uh, an additional point. You know why? Because there was only four fights in the card. That's why. <laughs> St. Louis and Sadek gave us plus 117 odds, a 0.75 unit bet to win 0.87 units. So for our parlays, we end up going 
with 4.38 units on the line to win 4.14, it pretty much ran in place. We ended up finishing with plus 0.16 units or just $16 in total return for our parlays. A little frustrating. If I had to do it all over again, I'm not putting that last parlay in, right? Sadek and St. Louis, I'm at least saving me that 75 bucks. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. Not smart. Anyway, parlay pieces. We had two of them. Denzel Freeman to win at minus 500 and Edwin Martins to win at minus 290. If you had parlayed those things with some other action this weekend, it gave you a little bump on your parlay, right? For specials, the Puppy Love Parlay, that was, of course, the dogs, right? Enrique, Cataline, Omar, Otani. Otani ended up not fighting, and I think we just ended up just... Oh, yeah. So we did the Puppy Love Parlay, but we didn't include Kovacs. We were just like, listen, that Kovacs guy is not good. So we just didn't include him. We put Cataline in there, Enrique, and Omar. Omar wins. Everyone else loses. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that parlay ends up crumbling. The special there, Puppy Love Parlay, we finished with negative 0.4 units in our special section. Now for the grand total. We had 10.33 units on the line to win 13.84. The return was plus 2.34 units or $234. So a positive week to finish PFL Challenger Series, which has kind of kicked our butt this year. We haven't done great in it, but um, we'll take it. That's PFL Challenger Series. And then the one person who got a contract was Denzel, right? Denzel Freeman. If I can say one more thing about this fight card, it's that um, I thought Evelyn Martins and Jackie Cataline both got the huckle buck. We suspected they were not going to get a contract. They didn't. And just quite frankly, I think the PFL just kind of strung them along. They're probably to keep doing it too. It's a shame. Some comments real quickly here. Guru the Pig writes in here, with a saucy Connor and looking at his physique, he clearly can't make 155 anymore. How many fights will Connor need to win, get a title shot against Leon at 170? Yeah, good questions there, Guru. Not sure. I'll talk about the Osada stuff here in just a little bit, but the Osada stuff is very shady. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know what Dana has up his sleeve, but uh, Connor seems to be far from fighting, guys. If you, if you read between the languages of the wording here, I don't think he's planning to fight anytime soon. I don't think he's ready. I don't think the leg is healed. There's a lot going on there. Did you see Veronica Macedo on the fight, uh, on the first fight on the card? And did she look like a different fighter with her? Yeah, she did. She looked entirely different. She looked way better. And Miller also can't strike. So the combination was just, it was perfect for her. But she looked better. She looked like she learned a few things from Hardy, her husband. And like, you know, she talked about it in the pre fight interviews. And she looked good. She won the fight. She won the fight. And a lot of people overestimated Miller. And obviously underestimated her in that spot. And her record was bad. Hadn't fought in like a few years. Yeah. Do you listen to MMA content creator? And if so, who do you listen to? Yeah, Guru. I listen to um, a few different channels out there. Uh, the Dogger Pass channel up north with Paul Shaughnessy and um, O'Shaughnessy, Paul Shaughnessy, and uh, and Cody Saftik. I listen to the Canadian brothers up there, Friday Night Picks or Fight Night Picks. I'm sorry. I uh, listen to Blood Money MMA, uh, my buddy Capra Comparison Picks. Um, I mean, a lot of different people out there produce good content, and, and most of it's free, right? Um, M.A. Lawton, you know, I still catch some of his stuff from time to time. You know, everyone's got a different style. They have different techniques, different different vocals, different deliveries. If you're a person who likes maybe just the sound of someone's voice, I get that too. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting a few people. James Lynch does a good job, North of the Border. A lot of people out there, a lot of good channels out there, and I try to also collaborate whenever I can. Like Johnny K. Picks, awesome content, great stuff. He's had me on his channel before, along with Blood Money. Great dudes. You know, so those guys, uh, all good content. Good content. Okay, so get back to this right here. That was PFL Challenger Series. 
UFC 26, we covered that. Invicta FC was last uh, Wednesday. I'm not going to give you a long extended breakdown. I will just tell you this. We finished negative 1.35 units on Invicta. I don't know why I have a different number on my... Oh, no. Negative 2.10. That was the final damage there for Invicta FC 52. Not a great showing. Both of our parlay pieces were good. Those hit. Sean Abandon, Meyer Contaria. But betting-wise, just nah, a miss. Our specials didn't hit. Minus 1.35 units on our specials. Um, we also had minus 0.75 on our individual money line plays. We had two individual money line plays, and neither one of them came close to hitting. It was not a great night. Had to flirt with Invicta. I like Invicta. It was not a good showing. When you add Invicta, though, Cage Warriors, UFC, um, and PFL from last week, all together, we still came out plus money. And uh, so... We kind of won the we won the war, lost that battle, right? That's as you say. Speaking of cage wars, we had some cage wars coverage for you, and here's what we got on our tip sheet. So for cage wars, we've got individual money line plays. We had Asani, Mush Asani at plus one seventy five. No, he loses. Ili Mer Ili Mercy Arki, Ilia Ili to win at plus one seventy five. No, Alberto Ciardo to win at plus two hundred. No. So all three of our individual bets 0.65 units to start off. Not good. No bueno. Now down to our parlays. Maya to win. Bagley to win. Basic to win. Kavanaugh to win. Berlinson to win. And Busanik to win. Wow. That parlay yielded you plus 269 odds. And it hit, baby. A half unit to win 1.35 units. If you remove Berlinson, it becomes it becomes plus 195 odds. We put 0.75 units on that bet to win 1.47. Well done. Well done, sir. Ferrante. Mirixi, Ili, Ili, Mercy, <laughs> and Asani. That was like a bunch of dogs. Didn't hit. Next level didn't hit either. Brown and Bagley combined for minus 108. One unit to win one, one, one unit to win 0.93. That also doesn't hit, unfortunately. So we end up with our parlays. 2.5 units to win 8.41. We end up winning one, we end up winning plus 1.57 units in our parlays. For our parlay pieces, we had Kate Basic, minus 400. Wesley Maya, minus 400, and Nick Bagley at minus 300. All three of our play pieces for Cage Warriors 150 last week, last Friday. Those all ended up hitting. So, again, if you were parlaying a lot of our, our parlay pieces throughout these last few cards we talked about, they're pretty accurate, right? So, the grand total here for Cage Warriors last Friday was 3.15 units on the line to win 10.09. We ended up winning a whopping 0.92 units or $92. So, we'll take it, but, uh, you know, kind of just having some fun there. That was a late Last minute right up there for our readers. We didn't get involved with that card too much. We'll do some cage warriors coverage this, this week as well. So, okay, let me get myself back to the top. Let me go over my uh, sheet here. Plans. It is now 1.45 a.m. Eastern time here, Monday morning, with yours truly, Manny G of MMA Fight Club for episode two of Midnight MMA. We've got over UFC 286. We finished with plus 5.09 units. We talked about PFL Challenger Series. We finished with plus 2.34 units. Cage Warriors, we finished plus 0.92. And Invicta last week, we had negative 2.10 units on that card. And that was the week that was in mixed martial arts. Now, let's talk about some of these top stories, some things that are going on real quickly. Let's first talk about Conor McGregor's USADA drama. USADA drama. Does that rhyme? It does. Oh, man. So listen, he does an interview on Erehawani show last week and during the interview was being asked about the USADA you know getting back in the testing pool there's a protocol whatever 
And Connor's like, oh, yeah. Um, you know, start, you could, the nervous ticks were all there. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, yeah, we have a meeting to talk about maybe having a meeting and, um, and we're, you know, arranging, discussing the idea of doing something. You know, so, you know they, they told me two tests and we're all good. And then Connor looks over to like, to, to a representative somewhere. He's, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what, the, and the representative was probably telling him, shut the fuck up, dude. Then I guess the Ariel Hawani show in their final editing of that coverage like cut out some of it. That part I don't know. That part I cannot corroborate. I don't remember them cutting out any part of the interview because I saw it on their channel. I thought I saw the entire thing. And I saw that. It was like a 10 o'clock in the evening, like New York City, not the regular times for Ariel Hawani. Hawani was definitely bending over 10 times backwards to get this interview. Um, he had to do it on Connor's time. And Connor was all, you know, Connor. But Connor looked pretty cool, calm, and collected. When answering this question, though, it was it was nerve. It was nervous. You could tell. What I took from it was because he, first of all, he was talking in riddles. <laughs> Two tests, they said, I'm fine. Uh, but, well, you know, we're, we're taking our time with these things. We're, we, have a, we have a meeting with them. And why do you, why, why would you have to have a meeting with you? What, what, what would we be meeting for? What's the we? Why we have to piss in a cup? You're clean. We're good. What's what's, what's you could you could piss right now, Connor, today, and just send it to them and do that like every week for till the fight. I'm fine. I'm good, ready. He has to be in the testing pool within a certain period of time, like six months or so before the fight. The show is finished, by the way. They finished the recording of the Ultimate Fighter. That's already out. I mean, now it's done recording. So now they're gonna have that show will be playing on the summertime, and the finale is supposed to be the main of you know the main car, the fighting, the the fighters from that show and then also having connor and chandler on the main card that's not going to happen i'm here to tell you connor is not going to fight chandler this year i don't think it's going to happen nope i don't think connor's ready now here's the one caveat here's the curveball from the ufc they've done this before if they don't host the fight in the united states they can host it overseas fuck the usada Usada does not have territory over Australia or Great Britain or Ireland. It's United States Anti-Doping Administration. United States. There was a fighter. I think it was Manel Cop. Was it Manel Cop a year or so ago who was like still under some suspension or something from Usada, and UFC just booked him for like Singapore. Okay. The UFC could just have this damn fight outside the United States. That's one way around this. And if I'm Chandler, I'm like, no, no, no. He needs to submit to Osada. This guy is clearly bulked up. He's taking that Mark McGuire shit, that Sammy Sosa shit, that Barry Bonds, my neck was here, now I'm like out here. This guy was never a thing like that. Conor McGregor was never like that. He was a leaner guy, a smaller dude with a big mouth. Now he's super jacked. I don't think he's clean. Fuck it. He needed to take something to get his leg better. I don't know. The, the jargon coming from 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 Dana was like, oh, it's good to have him back in the gym. You know, he worked with some of the fighters and it's a step to getting him back. Almost like he has done no training for mixed martial arts and it's completely raw. Yeah, you're right about that, BC Dave. He, he's making a lot of money, man. He, he's and he talked about it on the Air Hawani show that like, oh, you know, I, I do it for the competition and, um, you know, I, I love it. The high of walking out there, yeah, 
every single fighter will tell you the walk out is the best thing. Having your hand raised, also the best thing. Um, the night before, exciting. The week leading up, great. Weight cut, not so exciting. Uh, training camp, shitty. Um, you know, going through injuries in training camp, really shitty. Uh, recovering with a rod in your leg from having your leg broken by uh, Poirier, really bad. Hasn't won a fight in like ten years. It's all fucking that. That those those realities are all tough, man. That's why people stop fighting and stop playing sports. It's the preparation. It's just so hard. It takes so much out of you. So when he says, yeah, walking out is exciting and I, I love it and the thrill, everyone loves that part. Everyone loves that part, Connor. <laughs> but I think BC Dave is spot on when he says he's making movies, dude. He's got on yachts. He's got so much money. You know, um, he's not the same guy. Why? You know, I mean, he's going to get a ton of money, though. <laughs> Whenever he fights again, a boatload of money. I don't think Chandler's a great matchup for him either unless Chandler's in for the take and can get paid to take a dive because Chandler's pretty good. He's been more active, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man, yeah, man. All right, so putting a, a little period there in a sentence with Connor, I don't think he's clean. I don't think it – I'm, I'm not judging him for that, but I don't think he's clean. I don't think um, I don't think he's going to be ready to fight this year. Uh, I, I doubt we see Connor anytime soon. I think eventually they get, they're going to put together the Ultimate Fighter card and it'll be another, it'll be a big time event of some kind, but we'll find that Connor's going to need some more time and maybe some time next year he fights or something. I mean, he doesn't have to fight at all, right? So, um, but to hear that he's like, he, like Connor has not been in training camp. I was wondering about this Ultimate Fighter thing, like how will training camp work, whatever. Like he's not in a camp. Like, so when are they fighting? I mean, camps could be like six to eight weeks, so a few months, whatever, but like he's traveling, doing media. He's got a movie coming out, like BC Dave said. So, uh, please don't don't uh, don't uh, don't fall for it. <laughs> I think I think Connor is far from fighting, guys. Far from fighting. And however they navigate this Usada shit, I mean, they got they got some explaining to do. Usada released a statement this last or this past few days. A statement saying we didn't have any, we did not tell that to Connor. Basically, that's not true. We don't have any meetings with him. Shut your mouth. So he bullface was lying there on the Hawaii show. He was just fucking just bull. And if he's lying about that, right? If Connor's lying to you about something as bullface as like his USADA testing, he's probably not telling you everything else. He's probably not telling you that, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm you know, he mentioned 170 recently. He's not a 170 pounder. <laughs> Come on, stop, stop it. Yeah. Just hasn't won a fight since 2016. Come on, man. Come on, man. What are we talking about? But he has a big draw, though. And when he fights again, people will pour the money in on Connor. And I will probably pour them in. I'll probably pour money the other way just because it is what it is. But yeah, hasn't won a fight. You're right. That's the running fight doesn't count. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're right, Dave. He fought Zombie Cerrone, who was way past it. So yeah, for Connor, Usada, whatever else, um, interesting. I do want to say this Ariel Hawani getting him on the show. And then getting him to say that shit and then talk about that and basically put his foot in his mouth. <laughs> Ariel, I love it. That was good, man. Good work by you, Ariel. Well worth it to stay up late and do that live interview. Jeff Molina, or as we say, Molina's world. So go back the last like six months, four or five months of this man's life. 
things were great. He's one of James Krause's, you know, proteges. He went from being a, a young pup there to having a good run in the UFC. He's under the wing, under the under the umbrella of James Krause, and he's you know one of the main people that's promoting the the podcast that James Krause had going, and even went as far as publicly saying how smart Krause was and how much money he makes in the gambling. Like they couldn't have seen this shit coming down to a, a halt, right? They couldn't see it crashing into this, right? The James Krause thing unravels. James Krause gets suspended. Immediately, he's like put up there in the pedestal as the baddest guy in the sport. Everyone hates James Krause. His fighters can't stay there. Got to leave the gym. No one could train at that gym anymore. James Krause was rumored to be selling his stake in the gym. I don't know. But all of a sudden, everything falls apart. Gloria May Fitness goes from being one of the top mixed martial arts clubs, training programs in the entire country. Boom. Complete, like, nuclear reaction goes off. Now the entire thing is radioactive. Everyone run for the hills. In the process of doing so, people get fucking caught up in the, in the, in the melee. The guy who got the Derek Miner, Derek Miner gets suspended too because he's in, he's included with the whole throwing the fight, well, you're injured, whatever. He's tied in. And then Jeff Molina ends up, his name comes out. Was that like February? I mean, was that like, was that December, January? I don't know when it happened, but not too long ago comes out. He's suspended. He's tied into this too closely. His comments about the, the podcast, making money, the gambling, how good his, his former coach is. James Krause, all that shit comes out. He gets suspended. It's like, damn. Heads are going to roll, right? People are going to be flipping on each other, right? No, it ends up being that that was the first shoe to drop because now this sex tape drops this past weekend of Molina. If you can call it a sex tape, I don't know what you can call it. I haven't looked at it. Not going to look at it. Not going to look. But this tape comes out of Molina, you know, doing. You know, some head movement on a guy. And um, the public response has been wild, right? So some people are like, oh, man, crushing him. <laughs> some are sensitive, like, hey, you know, some are like, hey, fuck that guy. He's a cheater, man. You mess with crowds, whatever. I don't know. Listen, he's just a man like everyone else. But when it rains, it pours. It is pouring on Molina right now. His public statement was was courageous. I thought it was not necessary, but smart. Like he got in front of it and said, "Look, hey, 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 hey. First of all, I'm not gay. All right, I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. But I make sure I'm clear on this one. I'm not gay. I'm bisexual. You know how most heterosexual men feel about that? <laughs> I know it's a specific terminology, but from one man to another, when when a man is Sleeping with other men, uh, we don't think of him as bisexual. We just think of that guy as, as gay. That's okay, no big deal. Just a little bit clarifying there. Um, <laughs> so his courage to make a statement was 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 great, though. I thought he you know stood up proud, chin up, and you know and look, maybe he parlays this into a larger fan base. You know, just gay fans of all levels of sports. We've seen it, for example, the female soccer team and how. The gay community galvanized behind them. Same thing for Molina, right? You know, embrace it. Lean in, brother. Lean in. Um, but yeah, roller coaster for Molina. Uh, Molina has uh, a lot going on. I hope, first of all, he comes back to fighting, is not suspended forever, and can put this embarrassing moment um, not behind him, but but like you know, become a stronger man because of it. 
sex tapes are a part of new technology. It's it's out there now. I mean, some people like Kim Kardashian have used it as a springboard to create a whole social media career, right? Not sure Jeff Moody does that, but um, maybe could use this in, you know, for some good in the end of it all and, and not have it just be all a bad thing. So as for him being a gay fighter and being a guy and fighting the UFC, I don't think that's a problem either. We're headed that direction anyway. It's going to happen at some point. These other fighters, like even now, there's probably another gay fighter in the UFC who's a man who's like, damn it, I should, I should say something because I know what it's like to be in the closet and he's all alone and I want to back him. Jordan Levitt. So, you know, you got some people out there that maybe want to get his back and they're probably scared too, you know? And then, yes, there's a shitload of lesbians in there. So interesting how the double standard applies in this situation uniquely against the guy. Usually guys get all the double standards. Girls get the negative double standards, right? In this case, there's a bunch of gay female fighters. If a video got released of a, fire, a female fighter, let's say a female fighter like Misha Tate, right? Who's heterosexual, right? Supposedly a, a tape of her committing fellatio or some kind or going muff diving on a female. If that video were released, her fan base would not be mad. <laughs> would not be mad. The reaction wouldn't be like, oh, oh, man, oh, did you see that? Did you see? Like, no, it would be like explosion of of joy, I guess. Um, double standards like a mother, BC Dave. And usually those double standards are against the females and go in favor of the men. So in this case, a very unique twist, right? Unique twist. But for Mr. Molina, I... Uh, Man, I, I feel for him. I have reached out to him in his camp with no response in hopes of trying to get one of those Oprah Winfrey interviews. I told him ahead of time, you can talk about whatever you want or not talk about it. We can improve it ahead of time. That that I still stand by that. But hopefully we had a chance to, to speak with him. One last thing on Molina. None of the reporters, by the way, asked Dana about this in the post-press conference at UFC 26. I'm thinking that was probably by design. So this is part of the control of the UFC contraption, right? How elaborate it is and how how deep rooted it is. I'm thinking they must have maybe got like a memo. <laughs> like here's an internal memo. If you if you spread it and we find out you spread it, you're never going to get credentials again. But these are the questions you are not to ask Dana White about. Number one, do not ask about Jeff Molina. Put, put it. Now, had he been asked, Dana could have said, He's currently suspended or something, and I can't discuss a fighter who's under investigation. That's all he had to say. Why can't we just do that? That's all he had to say. Instead, it was a silence. Like, there was no talk about it. And I'm thinking, I'm like, listen to the press conference. Like, at some point, there's going to be some reporter going to say, hey, have you heard about the Jeff Molina situation? I, you know, what are, any thoughts on this, whatever? No, no not a peep. It was one of the biggest stories of the entire weekend. It's a fighter who's on the UFC banner who has a good record in the UFC, who's tied into the whole James Cross investigation, and not a single reporter thought they could ask a question about this? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> so, yeah, I was a little perplexed by this, and then I came away thinking, well, there's media control there, and, and to that extent, they're probably just like, no, you can't ask these questions. If you ask this question, you're done. Yank him out. Aladdin. Um... <laughs> No way Dana controls the media. <laughs> oh man, he is super powerful, Dana. Dana is growing in his powers. Like, it's like that, that again, that that character in a bad movie or a movie, a, a Spider-Man movie. He's the evil character. He's taking the syrup. He's getting stronger. I'm getting stronger and stronger. 
never, never stop me. And so, yeah, we didn't hear any peep about that. And I'm sure Dana had some thoughts and I just fucking didn't want to talk about it, right? The week ahead in mixed martial arts. What is on tap? Let's go through it really quickly here. Cage Warriors 151 is coming up this Friday at 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. Very early. And of all places in London. London's jam-packed now. London had Cage Warriors last week. Then had UFC 286 last week. Same arena, O2 Arena. This weekend, again, they have Cage Warriors on Friday. And then Saturday, they have the PFL in London as well. But one thing at a time. Cage Warriors on Friday, 5 o'clock. One fight night, 8. On Friday at 8 p.m., that'll be held on Amazon Prime. LFA 155 is also on Friday night at 9 o'clock p.m. in Niagara Falls, New York. These are all times based upon Eastern time. So 9 p.m. Eastern LFA, 8 p.m. Eastern, one fight night, 8, and 5 p.m. Eastern, Cage Warriors 151. So if you're like in California, you're like looking at Cage Warriors at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's so weird. And then PFL Europe. Regular season opener Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Saturday, PFL Europe. The last event we'll be talking about for this weekend is UFC Fight Night Vera versus Sandhagen at 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday in San Antonio, Texas. What is not a bad card, but man, doesn't it feel like a complete withdrawal now from like 285 and 286? I feel like three weeks ago we were like, oh my gosh, we're about to step into the hottest of hottest, you know, like John Jones and you know, Shevchenko. And now it's behind us and it's like, oh man, we got, we got Cheeto Vera versus Sandhagen and Holly Holm and what, what? Yeah, it's a little bit of a letdown, but it's still a decent card. Gives us something to talk about. That comes up on Saturday. So, again, that's going to be a lot going on this weekend. You're going to have Cage Warriors, one fight night, LFA, all on Friday, PFL and UFC on Saturday. So, our schedule this week, as I get ready to land this plane this evening, we have a little more to talk about here before I let you guys go. But our schedule this week, we'll have at least maybe two late-night study sessions, which will be me here with you late, like, could be 11 o'clock p.m. till 3 o'clock in the morning. Just letting the, the airwaves open. You're welcome to come through, talk with me, and chat with me while I study some film and go through some breakdowns. Kind of see what it's like for me when I'm doing that in a raw format, like just taking my time, going through film, looking at things. And so I can share some of that with you guys in some of our late-night study sessions that we'll have this week. The Devil's Details. We did not do an episode last week because we had a, a part of last week's episode tied in. I'm sorry, because we had an episode the week before that was tied into this past weekend, so we don't want to double up on that. But we'll return this week with another episode of Devil's Details, most likely on Friday. That'll be live. Of course, next Sunday night, Midnight MMA, midnight to 2 o'clock in the morning, like we are every single Sunday night. If you can't catch us on Sunday nights at midnight this time, look for us on your podcast in the morning. So when you wake up on Monday morning, pull up your podcast, look for MMA Fight Club, and you go ahead and pull us up, and we will be able to play out this entire show for you via podcast. Or you can watch it on YouTube later on in the day as well. So available for you guys in a few different formats. But for those who can't join us late night on Sundays, it is available Monday morning. We're going to be doing a new show on Fridays. Now, the exact time, don't have that yet for you. The name of the show, not yet, but we're working on it. Not this Friday, next Friday. We'll be airing a show on Fridays. It'll be like an MMA preview for the entire weekend. It'll be a live show. I will be doing that with a co-host. Her name is Monique Yip. We'll be talking more about our partnership with Monique Yip and her channel as well as we get closer to the launch of this thing, but I want to thank Monique Yip for reaching out to us. We've done a, a little bit of stuff together already, I'm collaborating more behind the scenes now, trying to put some things together, some plans. But it'd be nice to have a female co-host for that show on Fridays. Also trying to look to bring in some guests on a frequent basis for that Friday show. That show will be coming out again, not this Friday, 
but next Friday, and that looks to be like a weekly live show we'll have every Friday evening, about an hour, talking all things mixed martial arts for the upcoming weekend. Let me check my notes. Did I miss anything tonight? We talked about Edwards keeping his title, Conor McGregor, Osada, Molina's world, and the results of this past week. How'd you guys do? Did you guys finish off in the positive or negative? If you finish in the red, hey, it's just one week. It's, you know, it, it you bounce back, right? Next week's a new week, new mojo, new confidence. And do like the card next week with Vera versus Sanhagen. I think there's some really good betting spots off the top of my head. Off the very top of my head, I can tell you right now, I do like Sarah, I do like Corey Sanhagen to win the main event. I think Corey Sanhagen, the one thing that that's point, I pointed out to myself during the breakdown was the numbers. Like He's got higher striking ratio, higher output. This fight probably takes part on the feet. And unless Corey Sanhagen gets hurt or busted up or loses by a knockout, I think he edges out Marlon Vera. In the co-main event, woof, tons of red flags here by both sides. I'm going to go with Giannis Santos to win. I think Holly Holm is done. I think the running's on the wall. I think Yana Santos is not amazing, but you know, two years she's had to get herself together after the birth of her child last year and everything else. So I think Yana comes in here and gets, I mean, I guess you can categorize it as an upset, but Holly Holmes is, this is another one. The striking numbers were shocking on this. Yana has more output than, than Holmes. I couldn't believe it. When I looked it up, I couldn't believe it. Going with Yana here. And then from there, I don't know, Macy Barber probably wins. Nate Langweir probably wins. Manel Cobb probably wins. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, oh my gosh, Chitty versus Albert Dura. I'll take Durayev to win. I'll go with Tucker Lutz. Pretty confident in Lux. Steven Peterson versus Lucas Alexander. Have no clue. No clue. I haven't done a deep dive on that yet. Trevin Giles versus Preston Parsons. Again, I'm probably going to fade Giles. He's just been, man, not hopeful. I mean, not helpful recently. So I'll go with Preston there. My first initial, you know, looking at it. CJ Vergara going to take him over Daniel De Silva. Trey Ogden going to take him over Manuel Torres. Uh, the Victor Altamarino fight versus Vinicius Salvador. Again, hard to pick that one. I guess we'll, we'll go with Victor. Then the first fight, Tamiris Vidal versus Haley Cowan. This one's really interesting. If we could talk about it for a second. The line opened with like Tamiris at like minus 250, minus 260, right in there. Now she's like a minus 150 favorite. Not sure what's going on here. But we've had our concerns with Haley Cowan. I, I just, you know, just, there, there's some issues there. And I think I'll be fading Haley Cowan this spot. I think I'll be going with Tamiris Vidal. By the way, wasn't Haley Cowan supposed to fight? That's what I thought. She was supposed to fight Eliana Perez, right? A few weeks ago. And now she's not fighting Eliana Perez. And Perez is not scheduled to fight anybody. Listen, explain that to me. So Eliana Perez made weight and was available to fight. She has no fight schedule right now. And yet Haley Cowan, who couldn't fight because of medical reasons, has been rescheduled now to fight already. Yeah, you tell me who the UFC wants to win. You tell me who the UFC would like. Fuck it. You know, when she got signed from Contender Series and Dana gave the speech of like, I don't I don't know what it is, but you know, just something about her, you know, like, so we're, we're gonna bring her in. And she won by decision barely on contender series. And I'm like, oh, you mean she's just blonde American girl who's somewhat decent looking, and that's good for the marketability. Oh, that's what you mean, Dana. Like. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not uh, buying it with Haley Cowan. I think she's just rough around the edges. So I will be leaning with Tamiris Vidal. That's UFC Fight Night Vera versus Sanhagen. I am not by any means fully done with that breakdown. I've done two fights, and I have to get back to the rest of that after I end this broadcast with you guys tonight. BC Dave writes in here, Lee, Barber, Cowan, Santos, home, first card. I'm looking forward to female fights. Yep, I'm that guy. 
Yeah, me too, dude. I love the female fights. But you're right. I kind of forgot. There's a bunch of females there, right? Andrea Lee and Barbara. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. BC Dave, you're funny. Vidal got them summarized. Some are here and some are there. <laughs> really? Really? Hold on a second. I'm trying to look at that real quickly. <laughs> you're funny, dude. Dave, you're hilarious. Vidal, 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 Vidal. Um, does she? I didn't know that. I didn't know that Tamir. So she has the eyes like. Oh no, she's not that bad. I thought she had the eyes that were like um, Janjanova. Ooh, Whew. she's like looks like that character from um, Dave Dave Buscemi from one of those movies, right? Okay, boys and girls, we are two hours in. It's about that time to pack it up. I want to thank you guys for joining us for episode number ten of Midnight MMA. Your recap of the week that was in mixed martial arts again for those joining us tomorrow morning good morning have a wonderful day hope you have good coffee good breakfast get things started on the right foot we're thinking about you enjoy your commute to work if you're on the train the plane the automobile however you're doing it uh, we hope you have a wonderful day win the day win the meeting win the interview whatever you're trying to do today you know positive vibes as we go into next week we back again this week with a few different shows throughout the week tune in with us here um, like and subscribe to this, this channel. Please do that. That, that would be imperative. That would be important. Subscribe to our newsletter. We've talked about that a few times tonight. Uh, on a serious note, it is free. A lot of information, write-ups, details, stats, analysis, tip sheets, links to all of our different resources. Subscribe to our newsletter. Do it. It's good for your health. Okay, boys and girls, on that note, I'm going to let us go out of here with some tunes. Going to drop us off here with some. How about we go out here with some Latin trap? Just to send us off into the night. All right. All right, boys and girls. BC Dave, Blood Bunny MMA, Monique Yip, um, Guru the Pig. I'm London. Maltas de Piedra. Dirty River Fish. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you for coming through. Thank you, thank you. MMA whole scene. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Um, I think uh, Kareem. Thank you, Kareem. I appreciate you, Kareem. Making sure I got everybody here in the chat. Thank you, thank you. And BC Dave, I'll see you hopefully on Friday, brother. Hopefully I'll be able to join you guys for a little bit, if not the entire show. I don't have anything live this Friday, so I will be more available. And on that note, I'm out. Baby, I don't